Hello, everybody. I just wanted to let you know uh, this episode, episode 20, uh, this is a backlog from October 22nd of 2015. Our guest was uh, Skills, and his microphone was very, very, very loud. I tried to balance it as much as I can in the edit, um, but it's still pretty loud. So I just want to give you guys heads up. Whoever has headphones in, um, you could either, um, you know, don't wear headphones for this episode or maybe just pass this episode. I'm sorry. I'm posting it because I'm trying to post all the episodes of Generation X Gaming on the uh, on the podcast on iTunes. So I just wanted to give a ample warning that this is very loud and I have nothing or can't do anything about it. I appreciate you guys watching. I hope you guys are enjoying all the other episodes and I look forward to uh, hearing your comments uh, for the future. All right. Thanks for watching. and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. and welcome back to another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each week, as always, right down here is Sarge McCluskey, and right over here is our guest, Skills. How's it going, guys? Howdy, howdy. Thanks for joining us this week, uh, Skills. Oh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. So uh, those of you that don't know Skills, Skills is from uh, Sovereign Esports uh, Podcast. Uh, I met him. Uh, through Lono, I was actually watching their show uh, live about two months ago on Sunday nights at 10.30, and uh, I saw Lono uh, hosting, and that's when I emailed him, came on the show, and here we are. Now we're, uh, I've been on their show twice, and he's coming, on, uh, he's coming over here, so we share the wealth here. So, um, what have you guys been playing besides Destiny, right? We all know that Destiny, so real quick, what have you guys been playing? You could take this one, Skills. Well, to be honest, I've been playing Madden lately. Madden? As that sounds, yes. Um, I'm one of the people that loves to take advantage of uh, people that like the card swipe to win games. Right. Um, I hadn't made a single in-game purchase in the game, and I love manipulating the auction house, buying people and selling them, and... Stuff like that. I, I actually like the auction house more than I actually play the game, so it's just one of those <laughs> things where I just enjoy kind of building this plethora of coins and never actually spending them and waiting for the next year to come out. So Some, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Sometimes I see uh, when I go into FIFA, because I like soccer, I like football too, but that's all I see people do. They're just in the auction and uh, buying cards, buying packs, building up their team, selling them, uh, you know, trading people within the, in the chat. I was like, hmm, that's, that seems pretty cool. I haven't done it myself, but... It's one of those things where once you've uh, seen how much money people can actually spend, it's like just real money. Real money, yeah. It's um, it's actually a real problem because it's definitely <laughs> it's it's a system that's generated to be addicting. You're always trying to get the next best card. So it's like so, gambling. Exactly, and then the next um. 
the evolution of that was a game would come out, here's a set of cards, you're always going for these most sought-after cards. Well, now in a game like Madden, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they're doing this big promotional thing, but now it's like, oh, there's really good cards that are only out this month. Oh. So you better spend your money this month because they're going to be gone after this. And then it's like, once those good cards are out and they they'll never be of, back. Well, they've come into the market, right? And they've, they've once they get out in the market, we're going to make another card that's better than this one. So it's like they're just going to keep doing the the carrot in front of you, dangling another a better quarterback or a, you know. But it it ends up costing people lots of money. Like there's lots of um, kids that ring up thousands of dollars on their parents stuff it's not it's it's honestly a trap it's one of those trap games but i enjoy the, the fact that i like have what would be considered like two thousand dollars worth of purchase purchasable goods <laughs> but See, i didn't do it i just earned it being smart you know you can't, you can't trade it in, right you can't like get actual money like second life where you can like convert the ratio no but you can off like i guess like go through a forum you can trade a card for like millions times what it's worth. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'd put a card up for like 20 million, it's worth 200. And because I'm the one with 20 million, I would buy that crappy card from you and then thus all my gold goes to you and you would have to send me some PayPal or something. Uh, you know what I mean? It'd have to be like a third party right, system right. to trade it out. But it's definitely doable and there's there's definitely those sites out there. Interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to go in someone's... Every time I my experience with Madden, I used to be a huge Madden. I mean, I used to play in tournaments. I would win all my tournaments that I went in. I'm a huge Madden fan. And then about three years ago, I stopped. And the only reason I bought the Madden, I didn't even buy it. My wife bought it for me because they were having a special to have the uh, the uh, NFL ticket, the Sunday ticket. So, right, you, right. so you bought the game for the 30th anniversary or whatever it was, or 25th anniversary, and you, and, you, and, you, and you would get the Sunday ticket for free. And I was like... Uh, the Sunday ticket's three hundred dollars. I was like, for sixty bucks, I'll I'll buy Madden, put it on my shelf, never play it, and 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 do that. But uh, yeah, I used to I used to love Madden myself, and and FIFA, but I stopped playing those because just not enough time in the day. And I used to school people so bad that they would never play me online, and I really hated that. They would just drop, and then they finally decided to punish people, uh, you know, for quitting out of matches and stuff like that. But that still didn't still didn't fix the problem. Well, you know, ragers, ragers are going to rage, you know, that's kind of right. what's going to happen. But, but what's really interesting, I guess, to me with the, the Madden, I, the only reason I kind of got this one was um, I play fantasy football with several guys that I game with. So it's one of those things where we were able to emulate our roster that's cool. on Madden and then play each other and really, you know, even though you might lose this week in fantasy football, you could still you play your yeah, favorite yeah. players, and you know what I mean. So it was really kind of a cool concept. I would were actually you simulating the games, or were you playing them yourselves? Oh, uh, we were playing them like we would control our players, which okay. was made made them a little bit more fun, especially okay. for the people that didn't know how to play Madden very well. <laughs> so what I used to do, I would actually create, like, I would make a custom league and. After we drafted, I would literally trade people to the things and then simulate the season to see who would who would actually win with the roster they had. 
So it was it was ugly. It was, it was very ugly. Because <laughs> it's funny it, how it doesn't put into in effect like the uh, the defense or anything like that, you know. So it's funny how gamers we've used Madden almost as a tool now. Um, I personally never used. I don't pull for teams. I've always liked players because of of because of Madden. You know, the best players in Madden were the teams that I would eventually root for because I knew them from Madden. I was like, oh man, that guy was a beast on Madden. You know, I'm a, I hope he wins today. And now it's one of those things where it's coming back and it's, I'm looking at it now and it's like Madden's kind of changed the football gaming world, you know, as yep. far as kind of what we base everything off of, you know, so it's interesting for sure. I think what Madden needs to do to re be a refresh and then we'll move on from this, um, that the, the best thing you can do is to revamp it they need to make it like i know you can do co-op right and be like the receiver and the quarterback but they need to have a mode where you can literally maybe make five-man teams maybe six-man teams and they take control of all the major players right so the tight end the receivers the quarterback the running back and then you have to work together so just like in destiny if you were in a fire team or whatever you have to know yourself in the raid and stuff like that you would have to know the plays and you play six Verse six, and it'd be more competitive. That's what they need to do for Madden. Sounds like uh, VR would want to be incorporated into that too. That would be kind of fun. I mean, I mean, think about it. If he now you're getting professional, professional gamers becoming professional sports esports, like literally esports uh, for Madden and being competitive, and they could do uh, so much stuff. Hear that? Yeah, they live right down the street. Actually, EA. That makes Madden. I live live like a mile and a half down the road from where they make it. Well, you should go yell at them and be like, "Make a better game." I, I honestly, to revolutionize it, I think they would have to not make one every year. I think they would have to release a game and then say, "We're gonna update rosters for two years," and you know, really try to make something revolutionary. You know, right. just tweaking the controls year to year. Right. And, and, and rehashing the same controls, on. right? Like they got, yeah, exactly. They had the cone for the quarterbacks like years ago, and they got rid of it, and they bring it back or something. And you're just like, this is the rehash. I understand people grow up and people lose interest, and then new people come in, but th they're gonna realize it's the same shit just re rehashed, right? So. Yeah, but they rehashed it within five years. Oh, faster than that. You know, so yeah. it's not like the the original guy who played it is now married with kids and doesn't know what video games are anymore. Right. You know, I mean, he he sees what it is. It's a rehash. All right, real quick. Thank you, Guardian Outpost, for hosting. Um, anybody that's uh, over there, uh, Generation X Gaming. We go over top t few of the top stories each week from gaming and entertainment news. Um, and you can find us here every Thursday at eight p.m. Um, all right. So skills. Let's uh. Sit down. This is like a sit-down interview now, right? So. All right, all right. Time to get personal. So right. what? Now I know I know you're not a streamer, right? But you you used to stream, but you're not a streamer now. Um. So, how did you find Twitch for the very first time? Like, were you a Justin TV person, or did you come in after that? I mean. No, it was. It started with Justin TV, and it had mostly to do with uh, Red versus Blue okay. and. You know, a lot of the community on there was were redoing content or hosting original content through Justin TV, and it was one of those things where it I I dipped my toe into it for just a little bit, like a long time ago, and then it was almost until um, Black Ops came and 
Black Ops 2 and they had the the um, championships and I it seemed like everybody was grinding and I was personally playing Call of Duty all the time and I was watching my competition grind for like eight hours a day and stuff playing Call of Duty and it made me want to um, I guess keep up with the Joneses and it was like oh well you know if they're streaming and this is maybe a, an avenue for them to um, become a professional gamer right. maybe that's something I have to do as well or at least it might push me over the edge to succeed but it's one of those things where Twitch has kind of been in and out of my life for, for years now so it's, it, it really just depends on the content that's on Twitch that brings me back right. um, I, I try to find a lot of um, interview like I, because I'm part of a podcast I watch other people's things kind of pick up on cues and see what's, what works what doesn't work but the, the thing I, I would say I watch the most is I'm a big Diablo player and fan. And that's one of those easy games to really, like, put on Twitch in the background. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's really, and it, it's the, the streamer at that point becomes the star. Because every how much can you just watch DPS counters right. going off on the screen? Right. It's Number really the right. streamers that are becoming the person that's, entertaining and it's whether it's the stories or their voice is funny or jokes and you know what I mean that that's kind of where I'm getting to now is where I'm starting to really um, respect the people that can entertain you right, right. just by just throwing on a video game you know and it's true entertainment um, I was al I always saw myself as someone that you would want to watch to see um, PvP I'm, I'm that's kind of what I do is PvP. So, like, if you want to see good kill streaks and sniping and stuff, that's really cool. But I don't know if I could really get in the camera, really focus on the game, and entertain you, unless you just want to see my brow, you know, being right. flared for like 10 minutes straight at a time. So, it's just one of those things where I found myself a little bit more comfortable um, just watching on Twitch rather than doing actually being the person on it, being the entertainer, because I felt like the product might not be what represented me the best, because I'd rather you watch my 30-second clip on YouTube of the awesome kill feed, Right. and it was one of those things where it's like you could understand that a little bit easier than just me, you know, frowning at my television gotcha. for an hour, you right. know. All right, so you said that Red vs. Blue got you like hook but was there a particular person on twitch that you saw and you were like you know wow this is cool like this guy grabbed your attention and you or was it the game was it the game or was it the person now that you um, just said what you said i would have to say no it, it, i would have to say it's games that get me on rather than people per se um at least originally on that's what originally got me on now as i've grown and products that we get on Twitch are so much, like, I would honestly rather watch Twitch than cable at this point for right. the entertainment value. So, you know, people like Wano and, and um, I guess, like, big-time streamers, you know, I'm always watching the Destiny big-time people just because I like to see the game-breaking stuff kind of be in the community or at least right. get a feeler for what's going on in I'd the like community. like to see your name in there for like a half a second when it goes past the screen. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, it's just one of those things where I, I guess it started, you know, with just 
me trying to figure out what these games were that were coming out. Because a lot of the time, until recently, a lot of these um, video games didn't have the money or the marketing scheme to really let you know what, what's going on with this video game or what this game is all about. So it was one of those, like, do I want to buy this? Or, you know, one of my friends said, check this out. So it was easier for me to just go look at it right on Twitch. And now you're seeing with, like, Bungie setting the Twitch record and stuff for the proto-reveal and everything. Like, it's definitely become more mainstream than it used to be to the point where we're seeing professional products being made. And um, that's, that's where you're seeing the line because... Everyone has a threshold now for quality on video and audio and streams. And that's what separates, or that's what's really disheartening, I guess, to the the newbie. You know, someone like, oh, I want to be a streamer or I want to be a YouTuber. Well, you need to at least be able to hit this threshold now. You need to to put the money up front. There's there's money involved, you know, for your bandwidth or whatever else, yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of like my background was I... You know, just trying to check out the games before they were out. And a lot of times, I don't know if, like, you guys might remember, you could watch developers play games before they actually came out back in the day, you know. Um, And that was really the only way that you could get a glimpse of something that you hadn't necessarily seen or didn't get interviewed by Game Informer. You know, it's really like those are kind of the the big avenues. And, And now you see it where instead of marketing the game, Hand out some and free codes to some streamers, right? And they, let's just throw it on Twitch, and yeah. we'll set some more records, you know. All right. So, were you? I was an early gamer, right? I started gaming. There was a controller in my hand, even though it was just a round one, right, to play Pong. Um, when I was like three years old, were you an early gamer in life, or were you a late gamer in life? Um, very early. I'm the youngest in my family, and very competitive. And I, I've always enjoyed beating my brother, my older brother, at video games. Um, it started out on Nintendo, um, just, you know, playing Mario. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was an old Nintendo game called Renegade. Yep. Where you played the TV star. And that was the game that I just destroyed my brother at. I could do things on that game he could never do, you know, and it was one of those things where being five years younger than him and everything, it was one of those things where it empowered me, you know, being a video game, or in the game you are on a square playing field, right. up to your intellect and whatnot, you know, so it was one of those things where it started early on Nintendo, um, it was very brief. My parents were one of those people that tried to put guidelines on it for a long time, like, oh, you know, half an hour or an hour a day, you know. Just five more minutes, Mom. Just five more minutes. Um, But then it turned into Age of Empires on the PC. My father saw that as kind of a good historical, you know, if I'm going to be playing games, at least I could have one that had some actual, like, action stuff (laughs) behind it, you know, but... Like uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's got a knowledge yeah. base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then that kind of turned into uh, Diablo 2. I, I went on the PC for a long time and just played uh, hardcore Diablo 2, which was really, I don't understand why I did it now, because it was a game <laughs> type where if you died, it was over. 
Died you found yourself. It was yeah, yeah. comp or what? No matter what happened, the power went out. Too bad, you know. So it was one of those things where um, it was very competitive, and I excelled to the point where, you know, it was one of those things where me and my buddies were the best players on Wizards um, Northeastern Realm. Okay. And so we just we leveled the 99, quit that, went straight into WoW. After WoW got boring and Cataclysm was announced, kind of left that, and then came back to the console scene, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay. Um, so growing up and playing so young and stuff like that, people hate this question like what's your favorite game and it's a it's a generalistic type thing so um it's hard to say it but what's your favorite game not not like lono did he broke it down into like each decade and and, and try to wave around the question right cadix i was on cadix's uh podcast on friday or was it saturday it saturday and uh he said if i'm on an island and i can only bring one game with me okay what game would you bring Do I have online access? Uh, no. <laughs> no. There's no online access. Nope. That's a really good game, uh, question. I'd have to say Diablo 2. Okay. I've I, I played that game for so many years. I, I didn't even start on Diablo 2 until it was old. So it was one of those okay. things where it's like I got it because it was on sale, you know, and then. So it's like a treasure. It's like, like a, a, a good find. Right, well, it was like when, right when they started putting it in the box set where you could get, like, Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and the expansions. That's when I first originally got into it. So it was already a very old game at that point. And being able to tolerate old graphics and stuff and all that for good gameplay and whatnot, I'd totally take Diablo 2, probably. As much as I wanted to say Halo 2, without online, online access, you know, okay. how many times play halo 2 so so here's the other opposite question right you're in hell right you have to play the same shitty game over and over okay what's the shittiest call of duty game ghost. What, what's the shittiest call game call of duty ghost you, did, you didn't even have to finish that <laughs> um, i i was that's in your hell world. that's your hell game like you, you, yeah, yeah no it, it truly is i it i was completely enamored or enamored by black ops 2 and how well that was a, um, how well done it was as a first-person shooter, a competitive competitive first-person shooter, and how good of an experience it was for the viewer. Um, they really, for some reason, it was just done well. That game was very well put together for esports, and um, it made, it, it, to my knowledge, it was still the best. Experience the most successful Call of Duty championship like stream where they've gotten all these views and they're able to get sponsors and such okay. and how, how well done it was but Ghost just came out and it landed it was just a, such a flop that it, it ruined it for me it actually made me turn my back on Call of Duty after Ghost came out so it's one of those things where it, it was the, the final straw that would be the worst game that you could ever rock me. That's your hell. hell okay. So, all right. Think, so, yeah. you are you are a PvP player. So, are you interested in games like Fallout or Skyrim stuff like that? 
Um, yes. No, I'm a PvP player because I excel at it, but I definitely, I play Assassin's Creed, I, I took Skyrim to the 10th level, where at one point in time I could walk, like, into the houses that I owned, you know, and you couldn't really move because I just had stuff you all collected. over the place. You became and a virtual yeah. hoarder? Exactly. And I, I got that pile my of shit father. in their house. <laughs> he played he played Skyrim too and he showed me that like he would like decorate each of his houses in the different areas right. with the kind of armor that came from that area, like the oh, elven wow. armor and so it was so nerdy that I was like, Alright, I gotta do that too. <laughs> You're like, I got no time. I have plenty of time to kill in my real life, so let's just go collect virtual shit and throw it in a house. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so the last question doesn't obtain to you because you're not a streamer, so um, I don't really know if you can give advice to somebody that's looking to stream. Maybe you can. You want to you try? Well, first off, let me say, don't live in a middle apartment. It's hard to get good <laughs> internet, so that would be... But, uh, no, when I did stream, it was... I always like streaming PvP content, and I think maybe the best word of advice is that if you're going to be a streamer you got to be able, you got to think about the viewer not yourself it's it's you as a product you know so you have to sell yourself and um, so you have to think of what what does the viewer want and how can you entertain it and still be yourself at the same time so how can you sell out and not sell out at the same time and you know and i would definitely say make sure you hit that uh threshold we were talking about for quality right because you don't want to just get skipped over because it sounds like you're yelling down a hallway or something <laughs> like that you know like you're streaming from the from the kitchen from the next room yeah exactly you know, well it boggles and, my uh, mind there's there, there's some streamers out there that do sound like that the audio is just horrendous right and then there's somebody that just streams straight off the xbox and they have thousands and thousands of views and then there's people that are streaming down the hallway and they have thousands and thousands of views and then there's people putting in high quality you know i'm not saying anything you know in personal but uh and then there's nobody you know what i mean so it's it's a hidden it, it, to me twitch reminds me i don't know if anyone else has played second life okay or even heard of Second Life before, there would be people that would make Sims, like, uh, and Sims is like the, the server, you know, the Sims that they're, the land that they're on. Um, they would make these beautiful creations, right? I mean, to the tens, dude. I mean, you would look at it, they like recreated the, the 16th chapel or something, and you're like, that's fucking amazing. And there's like nobody there, right? And then you go to the next Sim, and there's uh, dildos with four walls. And there's thousands of people in that in that sim, and it makes no sense why 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 there are people there because they're all fans of dildos. It's just it just well, makes that, no that's, sense. That's the sense right there. Sex sells, and uh, you know, I yeah, that, the the internet is a very funny thing because it it's so fast now. You know, something is from not popular to uber popular instantly yep. to the point where. I guess sometimes, you know, people don't necessarily give quality um, the time that it deserves. You know, because you expect, oh, well, if this doesn't have a million views, maybe it's not good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or So it's one of those things where I, it, it's interesting how the evolution has gone over the years because, like, what? Five, six years ago, we used to think it was funny to watch, like, a monkey fart and smell its finger and fall off a, a, a branch. You know, that was, like, the most popular YouTube video. 
and that like that was the cool thing to do on YouTube was right. watch those kind of videos. But now look where it is now. It's like the biggest video provider in the world, you know. So right, if you want crazy. your cat, if you want your cat videos, they they got they got you covered. <laughs> All right, so we're done with the interview portion of the show. We're gonna go Whew, right. Made it. You, you made it, dude. You made it. You feel at home now. You feel one, like one of us. I, I'm just. I'm just glad I didn't like tell you all about like the murder or anything oh. from my past. Well, you can come or, back. You, know. you can come back on. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover it later. We'll do yeah. a Google search on you. All right. So let, let's uh, let's go to the news. All right, so the first uh, story I want to talk about, and this is just because uh, it's Back to the Future Day. Well, one day passed, right? So everyone's talking about it. Um, what did Back to the Future get right? Okay, this is an article from CNN, right? They did a little video, okay? And I'll just play the video. It's not going to have any audio, so we'll just talk over it as they, they put the little uh, symbols up to show you what they're talking about. So... Because I don't want to get flagged by YouTube by putting their by their stuff on there later. So, uh, uh, no. Come on, you advertisement. Can't have that. <laughs> we'll just scroll down until that's done. Oh, you sons of bitches. You see what they did? I scroll down Rolling and it moves, <laughs> it moves to the corner. You bitches. All right, we'll watch it. All right, so anyway... What did, what did Back to the Future get right and what did it get wrong? Um, basically, there's a lot of stuff that they got right. And I don't know at this point if it's like art imitating life or life imitating art or actually a mix of both, right? Because seriously, another commercial? All right, Home Depot. You, you, you've, got, you've won this battle. So, so basically, they're talking about stuff like... Um, glasses right the virtual glasses that he wears in, in in the movie right we have those now right that's that's pretty crazy for the directors and stuff to come up with this stuff in a movie you know 20 30 years ago or that's like 25 because it came out in 89 okay and i think this video shows they show like six items okay that they hit like spot on right so basically the first one is the google glasses Right there's the headset. They put the glasses on. There's Google glasses. Okay. Then we got flat screen televisions and the well, I'm sorry, you have Oculus Rift and stuff like that. Now you got flat screen TVs. There was no flat screen TVs back then. It was giant tubes. Okay. Conference calling. Okay. Skype. Hell, we're using it right now. Okay. Laces. These shoes came out yesterday. Okay. They gave a pair to Michael J. Fox. Okay. The actual shoe. It's out now. You can buy it from Nike. It's a limited edition. That guy right there with the white hair is the guy who actually created the shoe 30 years ago for the movie. Okay? This one they got wrong. Okay? This is the Cubs. The only thing they got right with this scenario is the sweep. Okay? They got swept by the Mets in the National <laughs> Division. Okay? <laughs> so that was the only thing they got right with that part. Um, hoverboard. There is a couple of hoverboards. Okay? Um, that they're not as cool as the movie, but there it is. Right? There it is. I was proven wrong uh, three shows ago. They showed me this, okay, the hoverboard. This is another hoverboard that only works on certain type of material. And then that's the hoverboard with the wheels. So, I mean, what do you what do you guys think? About, oh, a Pepsi. Sorry, Pepsi just came out with this product uh, at New York Comic Con to mock the movie. 
And then Jaws, Universal Studios came out with, uh, Universal Pictures came out with a Jaws 19 uh, movie trailer, which is pretty funny. It's just a, a bunch of titles that go across the screen, but it, it's, it's funny. You should watch it. So what do you, what do you guys think of this? What do you, what do you make of this? That's just, that's the perfect example of art imitates life. That's, 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 there's your verbatim for that statement because that's exactly what happened. Somebody probably just went after it after they saw it and took this long to finish it. Right. I mean, you can't pick who's going to win the World Series, but the fact that the Cubs are actually there, let's all let's right. be all honest. The Cubs were actually in the playoffs, so that's, that's a pretty they damn were, They were there, and, you know, so maybe somebody went back in time and did something wrong. That's why the Cubs got, got swept instead of sweeping the Mets. Right, right. Oh, actually, I'm so, sorry. It was, it was a Florida team. I'm sorry. So we... So you're saying we're in a part of a prequel or a sequel right now where somebody messed up and they got to go back in time? And or, wait a second, uh, I'm getting confused. But uh, no, it's definitely one of those things. Where Don't cross the streams, Ray. We have now, <laughs> where we have now uh, evolved. I not evolved, but I guess like certain things that we just still think are really cool. Right. And this, you know, almost everything you mentioned there are those things. You know. Everybody likes a cool TV, right? But what's going to be the next new TV, which we could probably predict it's going to be like the smart mirror type stuff where it's mirrors that can project things onto them. Right. That evolve around you. Stand Once it sees you in the mirror, it projects stuff onto the screen that makes it more centered towards you and stuff like that, which is interesting, but... To me, it's one, it, it doesn't surprise me at all that, like, they nailed all these things. Honestly, I'm, I'm just upset they did more things didn't catch on from the movies, like flying cars. So, well, there is a flying car. It's just not the way they, you know, they did it in the movie or Minority Report or anything like that. Uh, but, I mean, watching that movie, do you think the people that invented these things looked at that and said, I want to do it like Back to the Future? Or do you think... The directors and the the filmmakers were like, hey, uh, I saw this somewhere or maybe they had, you know what I mean? Like, it's just weird how they could come up with something like that. And then it, here it is, you know, 30 years later. Yeah, we don't have flying cars, but I mean, we have wearable we're not smart glasses. Enough for, we're not smart enough for flying cars. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's but, people that uh, can't drive on the ground. You, you yeah, might, we can't. Tra air traffic yeah. control jobs would go through the roof, right? Because everyone would be flying in the sky and dying. Well, we just... Tesla just released the new self-driving car, yep. which I don't know if you've seen any of these scary YouTube videos, but that is totally a depth trap, it seems. They have... I, they, they said there's no accidents yet, or at least when I heard the story, there weren't any accidents. There's no way. There's no way, Skills. No way. There's a, there's okay? a dealership right by me. An accident's got nothing to do with you driving the car. It's got to do with the guy who does something to you. That's got, that's the whole thing. If I'm well, not in control of the car, I can't I can't avoid it. Well, well, I I I agree, but it's one of those things where how how are you not gonna blame it on the car when it's something that you you know what I'm saying? Unless the right. car can defend itself with like on the hard drive it can say this is like what we literally did or you know what I'm saying have a black box but it to me I saw a couple videos where the car so what it's doing is it's registering the the, the, lines, the lines on the street 
and he went through the intersection, and the lines on the street for the other lane were there, and the car registered those, and it wanted to jerk them into oncoming traffic and get in that lane because there weren't any lines through the intersection for his lane. And when the lines went away, it looked for lines, and it, it was one of those things where... I, I want to trust it, but I might, like, be in the back seat, like, completely wrapped up with right. a helmet and right. stuff. But but then again, it's, like, unfair, I guess, because not everybody's wearing a helmet and suited up for a car accident, you know? Let's, let me, let me play devil's advocate here. It, what's the difference between getting in that car and getting in a New York taxi cab, right? It's the same thing. You have no control. Right, and the guy is gonna try. I mean, and you're scared shitless. You're scared shitless, right? So, I, I guess my defense there is I'm I'm hoping that the like taxi cab driver isn't going over ninety or something. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been in some scary ass uh, cabs. Yeah. <laughs> Oncoming traffic, coming through as you go around because there's people that stop in the middle of the road. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So I, I look at it this way: that's they basically modeled this after taxi cab drivers. Well, yeah. like the beauty is the one the the best reviews I've heard were when you're in traffic, because you don't have to wait like start and stop traffic. It'll just do that for you. How you don't have to worry about. You could just be on your laptop the whole time or something, which can, is horrible. You, These are horrible habits to have as drink, a driver. Can you drink a beer? While you're in the car, because technically that was you're, one, you're not driving, I, right? I, technically, you are still um, operating the vehicle. You're you are operating it <laughs> because I got and, in. I got you. And they were saying the Tesla car knows if you're in the front seat or not. So if you're not in the front seat, it can't do anything. It actually goes into park if you're not in the front oh, seat. Oh, see, I was just gonna say that. I saw a whole brand here, like Uber would buy massive stock into Tesla, right? And then you would call an Uber car, and the car would just pull up with nobody in it, and then you would get in the car. It would sort oh. of be like Total Recall. Remember that? Isn't with the, with that? The, with the guy. With the guy. Hi, I'm, I'm a Johnny kind of a, I'm Johnny the, the Google car? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Isn't that kind of the idea is that, like, which I, I thought of that, too. I thought, how cool would it be to buy one of these cars and then, like, put in, like, a plexiglass liner or whatever so that you can total recall let it let it go and pick up people while i'm at work and create its own revenue stream you know what i mean and it can taxi people around and it's like but then again right you want what would people do in that car if there's no one there to tell them right are you gonna get are you gonna you're gonna have to hire people to to clean that car every time you're done because god damn it would be a mess you know what? It's gonna it's gonna be full circle. We're gonna it's gonna get to the point where you'd have to hire a chaperone to ride in the car to make sure the people don't like destroy no, no. the car. You, you would just have a camera in there everyone and, around. and stream it online. That's all you would do. You would put a camera in there and stream it online and watch people and make a talk show out of it, right? You you have people freaked out in the back of a car with a camera on them as a car is driving ninety miles an hour down the road by itself. <laughs> Well, that Genius. sounds like Genius. That, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Patent pending, copyrighted. Generation get <laughs> Generation X gaming trademarked. All right, so mm. enough fun with the back to the future. Um so the next story that we have uh on the on the board here is don't worry guys, I I, I fixed the uh skills in the right spot now. Sarge is in the right spot. I saw the chat 
Okay, so YouTube is getting this paid subscription model, okay? And it's called YouTube Red. Not to be confused with RedTube, which those of you that don't know what RedTube is, if you're underage, you probably want to do this when your mom and dad's outside the room uh, because uh, they'll get in a shock. Okay, so YouTube Red is a $10 a month subscription model um, to get rid of ads, okay? Uh, not only just get rid of ads, but then on top of that, they're going to have their own, um, sort of like what Netflix is doing now, with their own original content on YouTube, okay? And uh, what's his name? Uh, PewDiePie, PewDiePie, whatever pie, he's getting his own show now, even though he had his own show on YouTube. Now he's getting his own actual show, which is supposed to be like a hidden camera uh, prank show or type something like that. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting because it's uh, from the executive producers of The Walking Dead. So oh, it's okay. PewDiePie gets scared, and it's these producers, I believe, are putting in him in scenarios where they want to scare him. Okay, because it doesn't, it doesn't say that in this article, so I didn't know that. So that's interesting. But, yeah, so it, I'm not a big PewDiePie fan, but when I heard that the executive producers of The Walking Dead are directly involved, I was like, well, this could be interesting at least. Or at least it'll be well done with the special effects and stuff. So I think that'll be cool. And then another thing they're doing with, uh, with the subscription fee that you can download videos, right? like actual you don't have to use a third party like everyone else in the world uses right now so you would have you would have this now what i don't understand with this ten dollars a month how does this work out paying for because subscribers get paid or youtube creators get paid based on people coming to their videos and then watching it and then they get ad revenue right well if there's no ad revenue because there's no ads how much can you stretch ten dollars between everybody you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm a little confused um, by that business model that they're switching to. Well, the ten dollars first off is pretty steep for you know a platform that I believe everyone is. I don't think anybody really got on board with the last time they relaunched this. Subscribe. You could subscribe to a channel, right? And the only way to watch their videos is if you paid their minimum fee, which was a, a minimum of ninety nine cents. Right. Um, so the biggest YouTube channel that ever existed with that um, subscription fee was like 35,000 people subscribed to this guy's channel, which $35,000, if it was $0.99 cents and you got paid monthly and everybody you know, subscribed every month, it'd be like $35,000 a month right. in theory. But the problem with this, well, I, I, the way it looks to me is this is upfront money for content creation. We can't pay these major YouTube people to do these major productions without you guys helping us out or ensuring that it's going to be successful. Um, to me, it's really weird that at $10 just seems extremely expensive for this format, which everyone is used to paying nothing right, for. Right, free. It's free. Right. Right. Um, but I... They've put so much into this one. If you look at that list of content creators, it's the top 20 on YouTube, pretty much, like the big hitters right. um, and the big production companies doing things that either you've always wanted to see them do or they're getting their first chance. I'm, I'm a huge um, Rooster Teeth fan, and their laser team, their full feature 
production movie is going to be featured on there. Mm. So part of that subscription is you can watch this full movie for free once it comes out. But can you so watch it later with ads? I see. I don't think so because it's, I I they're not releasing it to theaters, and that's the thing. If I guess if you could watch it later with ads, it would. I would have to say they'd have to supplement the content creator's money somehow, and I think it would have to be up front. Um, for them, for Rooster Teeth to be able to put a production like that together it requires millions of dollars, which I know they did like a crowdfunder and whatnot. But I think for them to further that, like YouTube Red, three months from now, they're going to have to have a whole other list of content for us to be like, oh, wow, I'm really excited about that. Right. You I, know? I think maybe if they did something... I'm, who knows? Maybe they have this in the in the in the works. Maybe Rooster Teeth comes out with their thing, right? And it and you have to pay the subscription. Maybe it's uh, exclusive for let's say a month, two months, right? And then they put it into the revenue where people can watch it. So people nowadays want instant gratification, right? So you would get that. You know, I'll pay ten dollars because I'm a huge fan of theirs, and I'll, I'll watch it, right? And then the people that are like, "F that! I don't. I'm not going to pay a ten dollars subscription. I'll just wait two months for it to come out." You know what I mean? And then it'll it'll die off, and then maybe come out later. I don't know. But then again, you got to remember, Google owns YouTube. Google does things all the time and fail left and right, and they just dump it like yesterday's newspaper. Um, so I mean, look at YouTube Gaming, right? I mean, it's a flop right now. I mean, if you look at the top people on YouTube Gaming, it goes like, I want to say maybe like 600, then it goes to like 200, then it goes to like 50, and then it goes to 18. That's through the whole site okay so like a top person streaming destiny could be have like 18 people and they're the number one person streaming destiny on youtube gaming you know what i mean so it's 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 really weird the way they did it um it's a flop right now unless they change what they what they're what they're doing so i don't know about this either the subscription model like you said i think it's too much ten dollars i mean that's netflix is cheaper than that and i get to watch an abundance of different content you know what i mean so and but you've always paid for Netflix too, right? You know what I mean. It's you. You've gotten into this rut or the groove of oh, it's Netflix. Here's your nine bucks. Here's your nine bucks. Here's your nine bucks. You've never shelled out money to YouTube per se yet, and for it to be ten dollars a month, content that you're not even a hundred percent sure is worth it yet. So that's kind of where I look at that content list of how much YouTube do I watch. How much of that time is ads that I don't actually just skip or, right. you know what I mean? And then is that worth $10? You know, I don't think I, you know, I probably do rack up an hour's worth of ads over a month, but is it really worth my $10 if I can get the same content with ads later? No, that, that, that really does bring up a cool or a sinister almost idea is what if YouTube decides to start throwing ads left and right. Oh, yeah. You know, because of this model. And that's usually what happens. You know, Pandora Radio, extremely successful in the beginning, and no ads. You know, it, or the ads were hours in between. Right. And now it's like, you know, every third song, there's an ad, an advertisement for ad-free Pandora Radio. And it's one of those things where, is, this, is YouTube going to adopt this model of, well, if you don't pay for it, we're going to really make you pay for it right, <laughs> in, right, that, right. in the form of adding the crap out of everything, which, to me, 
I understand it because it's a business. Um, right. So it, right, it's a business, and YouTube is good at making money. And the thing is, is the more the more successful YouTube is, the more successful content creators, the better the overall content becomes. Um, I think we've seen that evolution already with you know the small people back in the early days of YouTube literally now have studios and cameras oh, yeah. Yeah. and you know and that's that's really inspiring as someone doesn't necessarily have all the great stuff but wants to be in that environment of content creation or even being involved with just a production is really kind of an interesting thing because now there are people being hired in the gaming community doing things they never you know who would have thought they're a makeup artist for you know, rooster teeth people going on, you know, on to do a podcast or something, you know. Right. It's like gaming has created this whole um, almost Hollywood-esque type of thing where there's so many roles involved now in the production of big Twitch streams yep. and stuff. You know, there's directors and producers and writers and all this stuff in the background. You know, for every one person you see on, on the camera, there's usually lots of people working behind or, you know, setting it up. And that's kind of where you can see this evolution. And it, to me, it's just inspiring because I, I, I don't think cable is going to last very long. Um, just with everybody, with Netflix and Twitch and just the Internet in general, making media so accessible, even when it, you're supposed to pay for it, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where this is kind of the next step, and I, I wonder how nice the production levels can actually get right. once the money floods in, you know? Sarge, anything? No, no, not on this one. This, this is too much to talk about. I, I can go into a lot of stuff here. I'm going to let that one go. Okay. So we'll go to the next story. The next story that we have up is um, Harmonix employees, okay? They uh, caught posting Amazon reviews for Rock Band 4. Now, we all know, we all we always, always thought about it, right? You're like looking at these reviews going, that's got to be the developer. You know, like when you're looking through the iPhone apps or Android apps and you're like, oh, look, there's already a review up. That's got to be from the workers or something that work on the game so they get good reviews, so they get up higher on the boards. The only difference is these people got caught, <laughs> right? So what do you think about this uh, as far as uh, companies doing this, right, where they get their employees and they say in this article – they had no idea that their employees were uh, a part of this, and it it is now, uh, you know, they'll take they'll take uh, repercussions from this by talking to their employees. We'll handle this internally. Right, right internally. Bullshit. High five, guys. Good job. <clears throat> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, what what guy wants to go to work, right? And you've been working on this product for a long time, you know, and oh, I, I just want to volunteer this, um, you know, evaluation of my game. Like, I don't know. If I was working on what would be considered a piece of art or game where it's kind of like art, right, they've created this thing and they want people to experience it and you want feedback from them. You don't want, they, you don't want to hear what you think about your piece of art. You want to hear what other people think about it, you know? Right. Who wants to go around, like, I don't know, unless they're just, complete trolls, but I just don't, I wouldn't see an employee volunteer themselves to leave good feedback on a game that hadn't been released yet, and it was one of those things, it, it's just one of those things where they definitely, you know, 
wink and a nudge is as good as a nod to a blind man or something. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where they they got told to do it for sure. Because especially if you risk getting fired, you know, by doing this, who would do that? I, I just don't understand. Well, here's here's the comment that, that one of the people posted, right? I'm excited that Harmonix is committed to the game as a platform and can't wait to see what the team adds to the game in the months to come. It sounds standard like, standard response. Right. It's, standard it response. sounds like that came up from the guy who created the CEO from the company. Yeah, just uh, put this down. Uh, hit reply to all. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a yeah. standard so, stamp. My, did they have, like, the little copyright sign after Harmonix, like, in, in the comment? Like, they actually went through the, the time to type up Harmonix and then, like, copyright and then went on and typed it. You know, who, who would reference Harmonix? Right. Like, in, who would reference harmonics in that review, in that form, in that sentence, you know? Right. And it's, it's just ludicrous, honestly. You know, it, it would have been better just to pay a couple 15-year-olds to play the game early and write some reviews. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I think because this is out, it hurts them. Go ahead, Sarge. Yeah, but doesn't it? Doesn't everyone leak? This is what they do. I mean, are we all... Uh, this, we're not, no, we're, no one's right. oblivious, right? You play this game. First of all, there's no way for the information to get out unless it's leaked with all the security they have. Okay, and if they are leaked, they're fired. Okay, the guy the guy will be des- destroyed immediately. Which it says. So there's these little little things that leak out. You tell one guy, one guy tweets. Uh, you do it on purpose, and you see if the, how long it takes to, for the leak to get out, to see to to track it. Right. So in this instance, they wanted to say, oh well, well yeah, we don't we don't condone that kind of thing. You're bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> right. Okay. What they're worried. What the, the concern now is not that they leaked. The concern now is if the developer product where if the leak will be good because if if you're scared that your product isn't good and you leak before you get to sell it then you destroy it right okay so that's when they start saying that oh well that's not what we do and 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 they'll kowtow and they'll do this kind of thing but if a game is good it leaks on purpose right but it's when they don't know when they're unsure, they weren't they weren't tested. You haven't you know ten thousand gamers through other people, okay? Nobody has played the game. Okay? A little strange, don't you think? Right. Nobody's played it. No one's played the rock band for, no one's tested it. No you don't know anyone who's tested it. And in this kind of climate where information is out like immediately, you and if you don't, no one knows what the game is like at all, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't buy it at all. I don't care what the what the marketing says, because if, if there's no leak there's something wrong with it. Well, who here? Absolutely. Who here has played a game and loved it so much <clears throat> that you have to put the controller down and go to their forms and do a review? I've never done it, right? I would play games for hours and hours and hours and weeks and weeks and weeks, and then even then maybe, maybe I would go to their forms and go, "Hey, love the game, keep it up, good work." <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Not, you're not being paid. You're not right. being paid. But you're not a reviewer. You're not one of those guys who, whose job it is to do it. That's my point, right? I, so the, the people that leave reviews and stuff like that, um, especially when it's so fast, like when an app hits the app store in, in uh, on the iPhone or in Google, I don't know, with Google Play, I think that's what it is, the, the Play Store. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know anybody that downloads a game goes through the tutorial and then literally just starts reviewing the game instantaneously so it, there's a review up there. You know what I mean? It should be days, days after you play a game before you see the first review. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just personally what I think. I mean, I don't think anyone's that excited to review a game. 
I don't want to put anyone down for reviewing if that's your profession, okay? But once again, in this in this environment, this it's kind of not, entertainment, it's, not, it's all opinionated. Right. It's right. all unopinionated. Unless you've got a, a list of stuff to go by, like how does the game look? Like is is there clipping story? And you're going through like a, a verbatim line by line text of like how to judge a game. Anybody can say whatever they want about a game. You might like first-person shooters. I might like story-driven games, and we might not agree on the same game, but the game gets a 10 out of 10. Right. You know, so to me, it doesn't matter. What matters is is that it actually went to somebody who actually plays fucking video games, okay? <laughs> a dude who actually has been playing games for like 8, 10 years is reviewing the game. Not some dude who works for a magazine who's told to do the, to, to do the article, and why don't you review this game for us so we can put it inside uh, X game, uh, whatever magazine. Right, and he, and he has no concept. He's going, well, I found the game to be very enjoyable, and you can tell when you read the damn thing. He's yeah, got he's no concept about yeah. a game, so right. I don't want to read any of that shit. You send the games to the guys who are crazy, okay? Who play games like let them review, like like they drink energy drinks. They, it's their blood. They play games, and that's the guy you send the pre-release to, and then a week before that, he sends it out and says you should get the game or not. That's the way it should go. That's it. Or put him on Twitch a week before <laughs> and let let him do it right then and there in front of everybody. But I don't. It's like, how? What's your line of incorruptibility? When Xbox starts sending you free controllers and free consoles and right. stuff, would that not be enough to sway you? Because that's what's happening on YouTube. Like, um, I'm a big more console fan, right? And Destiny is definitely bigger on PlayStation. Oh, he's definitely getting paid. Not paid, but he's given stuff from De- from Bungie to start doing what well, he's doing. From Bungie yeah. and. He's today. He did a surprise unboxing of the new Xbox One Elite controller, and he's like, "Yeah, they just sent it to me for fun, and you know, I, I had no idea it was coming." It's like, you're autom- He doesn't know it yet, but in his brain now, he's Xbox is rubbed off on him. He's, yep. oh man, they yep. hooked me up, you yep. know, and yep. maybe in some way or another. So it's like, what are there people now that actually have that line where they can't be corrupted by by the game companies and you look and and you're correct everyone that i've seen say anything about rock band 4 is being paid to say it you have seen nothing that's like you know unless it's guys like us that don't have access to the information we need to really say whether it's good or not right but it's like everyone that I've seen, and Rooster Teeth is a part of this, they had this huge set list of things that they played on Rock Band 4. And it was a set list that only could be okayed because they had to use certain songs that were TV, YouTube appropriate, copyright right. deals. So it's like you had no idea what the game really looked like or sounded like or played like. Because you were seeing seven songs taken from a select list that were added, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's one of those things where, and that's a bad sign. And you know, and if you're having to wink or nudge, you know, an employee to leave a comment or a review that's putting your company or right. whatever in a good light, that's a bad sign too, because right. it looks like you're trying to overshadow the other comments, which might more possibly be negative you know what i mean and right so well sometimes it, it, negative comments are actually better for you right because i mean look at look at the destiny community in general right 
if someone says, oh, you're still playing this stupid game, a repetitive game, and then how many people come back and defend it because they love it? Do you know what I mean? There's going to be those people that draw the line in the sand and they step on one side as they either love it or they don't like it, right? And then there's just the trolls, which don't matter. But that that's what it is, you know what I mean? So I think if you if doing this, if they did it, that's fine, uh, but they got caught, and that's what the problem is, right? So, yeah, but that's why you would need to set a set list of stuff to go by because absolutely. if you if you if you hit these marks, then you score well. I don't care if you send me whatever free, but if you don't hit these marks, then your score is your score. Yeah, but it's a right. A lot, that's why an, an opinion you you can bribe whoever you want to get a good, a good score. We all know what happens. Okay. Oh yeah, it happened on but YouTube with, with the Xbox issue, last the year. The issue is, yeah. is when you go through the three or four or five different kinds of magazines, either digital or non-digital ones, that are the numbers close. Yeah. And if they're all so close and they don't reach the criteria here, it's bribe corrupt city. Right. Okay. Right. You know it. If you see all these good reviews and the sales are not there, then you know it's bullshit. You know it's bullshit. So, all right. So the next story that we're talking about, I find this uh, this one very interesting. Um, Within the next three years, we're going to see something major happen on TV here. So Activision hires former ESPN boss to run the new esports division. Okay, so Activision, uh, the company behind Call of Duty and World War uh, World of Warcraft, is starting a new esports division. Uh, Activision Blizzard announced uh, the move today, vowing in press release to come up with all new ways to deliver the best-in-class fan experience across game platforms geograph- and geographics. Um, so basically... Um, Mike Seppo is the former co-founder of Major League Gaming, okay? And he's teaming up with Steve Bornstein, who's the former CEO of ESPN NFL Network, okay? So that's a huge... Maybe a lot of people that are watching the show right now don't give two shits, right? But these are two huge, huge people in the gaming industry. They know where it's going, right? So to us, the people on Twitch and the us, the gamers... We think esports is already huge. We know it fills stadiums. We know what it what it's capable of. Okay, mainstream has no idea, right? Like if you go to your dad and say, "Hey, uh, have you seen uh, Gathalion?" Even though Gathalion's followed by a half a million people, okay, you're like, "I have I have no idea what you're talking about," right? There's so much more people out there that don't know what esports is or think it's a joke, and uh, like uh, before the show, we talked. Skills was talking about. Uh, Colin Cowell uh, that was on ESPN okay he got fired because he bashed gaming well he probably didn't know that the company that he works for was part of this do, do, do you know what I mean I mean so there there's the issue uh, with that so what do you guys think of this I'm excited about it because I know Twitch is doing it and they show competitive things but to bring it to the forefront um, you know what I mean I, I think it's pretty cool you're not going to be able to do a pie in the face type of release where they hide in the background, put this thing together and then blow it up on everybody, hoping that everyone's going to jump into the pool type of thing. It's going to have to be a slow testing the waters. I know they're doing their, their, their testing. I know they're doing their, you know, how many people watch and how many hours they watch and this kind of thing. But to, for production value to make it into something that the average person is going to watch as they watch like a normal sports cast, you know, we were talking about a lot of different think, – think how many different camera angles, all the things you have to do, the kind of commentating you need. Because if you're doing some kind of multiplayer game, you got your, – your, oh, forget about going to camera yeah. one, camera two. You got five cameras normally. You got like 25 cameras. Right. You're going to have some kind of crazy guys in these booths trying to do whatever they're trying to do. So 
what format do you pick? What games are you watching? These two guys in the picture means this is a substantial amount of money investing into what they believe is the next big thing. So oh, yeah. to get syndication in order to go into multiple countries, you know, and we know it's not going to go everywhere right away, but we can already know what countries are going to be involved that yeah. are going to get it right away. So to me, this is one of those high risk situations where they're going to gamble on the, what the next big thing is for uh, new eyeballs because the demographic of people that are watching video games is a completely different group, different demographic that watches the shows. Yeah, I think it's more for advertisement, though, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Super it's, it's ad revenue. Super ad revenue. Go ahead, Skills. Well, it's, it's definitely um, inspiring um, because as someone that does enjoy, I do like watching competitive games for sure. In the tournament style, I like being able to watch the players and the fierceness you know that they have when they play and be able to see what that translates to on to the digital platform um but that's that's a hurdle that's really hard to jump through when you're trying to film a digital world and a real world at the same time make them fluid you know i think that's one of the biggest hurdles um that esports has had so far is how do you make it smooth how do you make it um flow as a show you know, um, some of these, you know, a, a match will end, and how do you, how does that broadcaster respond and then take over the show and entertain while, you know, they're resetting up the matches and stuff, you know, in football and in other, any sport really, they have kind of this natural progression of things where there's commercial breaks and here, let's go down to Cindy Lou on the sidelines and stuff like that. And that's something that they're going to have to develop and imp implement into the esports environment, which, to this point, they've done. You know, it's getting better. You know, pretty much every production, but with these guys in there, you know, you're getting top quality. You know, there's no, there's no arguing that like, ESPN has done a very good format for um, delivering the sports in a in a Joe Schmo kind of way. Right. You know, I might not be a baseball fan, but I can catch the baseball highlights in the morning and think it's cool. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So it's definitely going to be one of those things where I hope it evolves more rapidly than not to catching up to, like, a sports program or other tournaments. I think it's just worldwide. you got to look at different countries, you know, and how much they are how serious they can take certain MOBAs and things like that. It, it totally has all the signs pointing to this is the next big thing. This is like the next big cable. Instead of having three channels, now we went to 50. Right. And now everybody's turning the cable off and wanting to watch people stream. And that's where if you can capture... You know, if it, if it is done right, I think it's got nothing but a formula for success. And I think that's why they're hiring these very smart guys that I guarantee you they're paying big money to make sure that, you know, all the I's get dotted and all the T's get crossed. So it's, it, I don't know. I, I hope it does well. I, I don't think, um, I don't think it's that big of a risk either. I think, I think it's going to start off small. But I think it's just gonna snowball from there, cause that's kind of been the, that's kind of how the internet does things. You know, it it'll be a very kind of a cult 
following, and then it turns into a viral thing, you know? So that's kind of what I think. I, I've worked for Major League Gaming before. I'm a, I'm a camera operator. Uh, that's my actual job, what I do. Um, and the way they do their stuff is very professional. They're probably the best people out there um, that the way they do it, they do it just like a football game, right? You, you interview all that we, we interview all the people ahead of time. We do backstories on the, on the characters, right? So you'll do like, I don't know, let's just say 30 and still gaming. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the players. They would go, Oh, 30 and still gaming. And they would show stats. They would go do footage of me back at home practicing. Uh, you would tell a backstory of my, of, of the person on the team. They, they do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, they do it very well. So now that he's coming over here, you know, and then ESPN, ESPN's the the show, right? They're they're that's the cameras and the hoopla, right? So that's what he's gonna bring. Um, this is not on ESPN now, right? This is they're just bringing the ESPN guy and the, and the major league ga- gaming guy and bringing them together. What I see, uh, we had a story a couple weeks ago that um, I think Ashton Kutcher uh, invested in into the actual company that's doing the esports, and so did Mark Cuban. Right, so there's a lot of players right now that are actually getting into this. I don't know if it's the same company or if it's a, a competitor or whatever. It doesn't actually say in the article. I'm assuming it's a competitor because they didn't bring him up, um, or maybe they did the hiring for these guys. I don't know, um, but they're very backed by very, very powerful people. Right, and what I think it's going to do, it's not going to be a slow push. All right, I mean, you have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that watch uh, Little League baseball during the summertime. Okay, Little League baseball, which is a small fraction of uh you know sports fans that watch little league baseball okay and that's global right they have china comes in korea comes in they're always in the finals um i think they're gonna push this out you could see it as uh friday night prime time you know eight o'clock uh people watching it live going competing against the major shows or maybe on like a saturday morning uh type thing where during the day you know maybe the 10 o'clock spot during the day which is prime time during saturday morning that's the market, the kids, right? They they want the kids to watch. Uh, I think they're gonna once they get everything like in a row, get their ducks in a row, they're gonna just uh, just throw it up on us, uh, and then we're we're gonna have you're gonna see highlights. You're gonna have you're gonna have a show based on you know the highlights from today's tournament in you know Ohio, and they're gonna show clips of who won the StarCraft tournament or who won the Halo tournament. I mean, this is this is what it's gonna be. And then who knows, they can even get in bed with Twitch, you know, because they might be doing it on broadcast television and then Twitch could pick it up to watch it on stream. You know what I mean? So it's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen. And I think it's going to happen faster than later. I think it's going to be within the next 12 months that we're going to start seeing stuff like this happen. Oh, I, I, I would absolutely hope so. It's, it's one of those things where um, the demand is here. We're just looking for the supply. You know, the the people are the gamers and the people that watch streams are already wanting this to happen. We want a a mainstream, like, um, professional budget. Like, you know, you say MLG takes it very serious, you know, and they do it completely professional. But think if they had a budget, you know, 100 times bigger, what could they do with that? And that's what, that to me is what's really intriguing because, you know, we've taken football to what I would consider its maximum. Like, we're, we're, we're squeezing every drop of entertainment out of a football game that we can get, right? Even the commercials are entertaining at this point. Um, so, but in video, this it's like an, 
untapped source of revenue. You know, we don't know what we can squeeze out of a stream yet because we haven't thrown big money productions at these things yet, you know? So to me, it'd be really interesting to see, especially what, like, what demographic are you going to market to the right. most? And what commercials are we going to be watching? You know, like, if I'm... I'm watching my Call of Duty tournament, and I gotta keep watching like Pokemon commercials or something. It's one of those things where I'm really interested to see how that works, because you know that's that's where they're gonna be. That's where the money goes is the marketing, right? Right, the advertisement and all that. So it, that's where the demographic and there's guys like us that will watch these things, but we're definitely not probably the people that they're focusing. Yeah, we can watch the Pokemon commercial and not make a purchase, but can they get a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old? So definitely an interesting time in in the streaming esports world right now because I think it's about to evolve to, like, Super Saiyan. (laughs) Right. I think it's going to be a major overload, and some people are going to, you know, like, whoa, it's too much. Well, too and much. then you're going to see the backlash, the Colin Cowherd. Yep. Um, the Jimmy Kimmel's. That, yep. Well, I see, I, I wasn't offended at all at what Jimmy Kimmel Neither was. I, I'm because just saying, if, if yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's making fun of you, you're relevant. Right. Right? He makes fun of everybody on that show. It's like, it's, it almost makes me a little sad that gamers are going to, he made fun of, you know, we're all trolls, essentially. Right, you know, right. like what? What's the big deal? Um, and if he's making fun of you, it's a compliment. You know, any press is good press, or you know, per se. And I don't know. It to me, it's just one of those things where we are the are we're turning into the the media majority. There's more people that are fan are Star Wars fanboys and stuff now. Because of how popular it is, than than when it first came out, you know what I mean. And it's just one of those things where people just gotta wake up almost and kind of right. get with it. Right. But I think you are gonna see a big backlash of people that are like, "This is just a joke," yep. and it, they're gonna be the people that are like scared of new technology and stuff like that. Because this is kind of the next evolution in entertainment. I right. think we're seeing that. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah. see grandpa and grandma go. I don't I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that, that television's the devil. <laughs> All right. So um, the last story we we're gonna talk about real quick is the Elite Controller. Right? It's being reviewed by a bunch of people, and they say it's a probably one of the best controllers they've ever held uh, and and used. But it's not worth the one hundred and fifty dollar price tag. So even though the regular Xbox controller was already posed as the best controller out there for gaming consoles okay now they're coming out with the elite where you can customize it and stuff like that but now this is the best one just it's way overpriced what do you guys think uh, I, once again it's a brand new product so they're gonna the, the test market's gonna be who which hardcore gamers are gonna be buying 150 controller right so after six months or a year you figure out how much you're selling then they'll come back down again yeah i, I might pick one up but it's got to be in the same kind of price Maybe like ten or twenty that's more dollars. A console than, right there, just for I, that's what I'm saying for a controller. I get it. it, it listen, it's a, it's unless it's got something like really high tech. It's just a controller. It's just a device. It's a tool used to play a game. So how can it be half worth the controller just because you got some extra plastic bits in it? You got the buttons at the bottom. That's the deal breaker. That's it. 
I mean, no, it's customizable. You can you can move the pieces off of it, and it's, it's yeah, it's I know. Stuff, you, yeah. you you could pick what a you want, what you what you could pick the buttons you want to be. You can remap now though because with the update. This is so. what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I, I, it, it, once again, new product, high price tag. But it's got cool lights it's, that glow. It's a, it's a niche. It's a niche market. You want to see what they're gonna do first, and then it'll be adjusted. I'll I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll be the first to say I'll buy one eventually, but not for 150 dollars, not for a controller. Uh, I'm personally, uh, I'm a person that has spent the money on the controllers. I I own a scuff. Um, I I just don't see the value there. Um, when I purchased my scuff, I was in early enough that I got a lifetime warranty. Like within the last two years, the company just that got mean? two. What's a lifetime warranty on a controller? That it that if I. If a piece broke, like if I, if I spiked the controller into my kitchen floor, it might be different. But it was one of those things, if something wore out, I could send it back to them, and they would send it back to me repaired. Now, it could take two weeks or two months, right. but it was lifetime. Did, they, did they send you the, the standard green backpack like Jansport used to do? Like lifetime warranty? They, would, they give you that standard yeah, green I backpack? Wish. Yeah. <laughs> They just stand. They but, you give them your elite controller. They get, they give you back a a an army green uh, uh, elite controller. That's that's the replacement. It, it was one of those things where I bought it um, knowing that accessories wear out. That every Xbox I've ever owned, I've had to keep buying headsets and keep no, buying controllers. Say you know what I mean? So. You're a liar. So, you're a liar. Yeah. So it's one of those things where if you're a person in my position, it might be worth the money right. to go ahead and buy this nicer product because, you know, like with the headsets, I've bought several of the basic Xbox One headset enough now that I was like, man, if I had just bought one nice headset that worked with the Xbox, it would have been fine. Um, my Astros don't work until I get the new headset, so it's one of the, or the new controller with the 3.5. But it's one of those things where I just, if it doesn't have a warranty that is every Xbox accessory or whatever is like 90 days, I believe. Right. So that's 90 days isn't considerable enough time for $150 to know if the utility and the value is actually there. Um, I'm personally gonna just gonna wait until I see some people like really stress test the the controller. You know, maybe see a video where a guy drops Absolutely. it on his floor and see what happens. Or you know what I mean? Um, and you know they will. You know they will. It's just one of those things where that's so much money to be put into a Microsoft accessory, and right. how many of those have been really that good? You know, over the years. You want to know what's going to happen? They they're probably timing timing themselves for the esports stuff. I guarantee you, once the esports thing takes off and they want oh, those yeah, professionals to have the professional controllers, that'll be like their advertisement. They're always in their face type of thing, and so like the guys who play the games will have them, so it'll push everyone else to want to get them type of thing. But I don't oh, think standard gamers are going to. I think they'll buy um, them also. The 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 other thing that kind of threw me off are. Are we now going to start advertising that if you buy this controller, your performance, this for, you know what I mean? Does it change the performance of anything? And uh, would we market games more towards 
hey, if you can build a game that utilizes all this stuff and it's uncomfortable to play on the normal controller, but it was really good to play on the Xbox One Elite controller, you know what I mean? Like, I could totally see some, some consumers that could be getting the runaround because they want us to market towards this first-person elite controller. This is the new way we want y'all to design the games and make them comfortable to play around instead of our standard controller. You know what I mean? I, I can just see that, that being one of their marketing schemes is let's make it easier to play on different controllers. And the, the remapping is really interesting, but until, you, until you've kind of done the paddles on the back thing, there's kind of no, once you do it, you definitely know there's utility to it, and it's really hard to go back. And I personally know that I have an advantage going into every gunfight, knowing that I can jump, aim, and shoot without lifting my thumbs up, you know what I mean, off the sticks for control. And if that becomes the standard, you can't enjoy Call of Duty anymore, right? right. because now you have to be able to jump, shoot, and aim, you know, and so I, I could totally see this coming and biting the average Joe, the the casual gamer. It's going to hurt them, I think, in the long run, because now we're going to have games that we want you to buy the new Black Ops 8 Xbox Elite One controller, you know, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. I could just see the marketing behind it, and a good way to get people to do it is make them feel like they're at a disadvantage. Like, look at gamers in general. If you feel like you're at a disadvantage at a game, you will do near nothing to get back to the top right. or you'll quit. Right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But, so it's interesting. I, I just don't see, for the price point, and if it has the standard Microsoft accessory warranty, I just don't see the utility in, in the money there. And that's coming from a person that has spent over two hundred dollars on a con on a um, custom controller, that, and it's just one of those things that's crazy. You know, I, I I'm gonna wait for the reviews. That's that's just where I'm gonna leave it. I was just saying that they're they're gonna make a bundle, and there you go. Uh, Big Mama put a link in the chat of the actual one. That's five hundred dollars. It's a bundle with the, with the Elite controller. Thanks, Big Mama. And did you notice, though, if you do the math there, there's no reduction. Nope. Where's no. Where's the $50 up? What? No, it's the same as if you go out and yeah, buy the and console and then buy the... It's a convenience yeah. factor. They, they, they're they charging you for the convenience of putting the controller in the box for you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I guess, I guess we saved some tax, I think. Technically, right. we might have saved a little bit money on the bundle than if we bought them separate, but I don't know. All right, so let's let's get into the nitty gritty here with um, with Destiny. Okay, so it was brought to my attention this article yesterday. Uh, Sano to Rage uh, linked this article to me, and I read it. And it's it's repetitive, first off, but the point that this guy makes, or he he talked to uh, a bunch of people that work or have worked for Bungie. Okay. Did you read the article, Skills? Did you read it? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, so basically for the people that doesn't, haven't read this article, um, this guy over the last 13 months has interviewed people that have worked or work at Bungie and they're anonymous, okay? And they go into extreme detail 
on what this game was. And if you go back to my first show, okay, and this is on uh, Kutaku, and the writer is Jason Schreier. Is that how you say his last name? Shiriri? Um, So basically, uh, what I said originally was that they cut the content from, from the original Destiny game. You could tell, right? Especially when people were were glitching through the map and they found the dark below and then they found House of Wolves and then everyone came to the defense. Now this is me. I love Destiny. Let me let me say this out loud first. I love Destiny. I'm a fan of Destiny. I'm not talking shit about Destiny. I'm just telling but we're the talking truth. but we're talking about shit. We're, we're, talking, we're talking shit right We're talking now. about the shit that they said it wasn't there, right? Um so basically this shit was there. Um this is not put on the disc for ro- loading easier later down the road, blah, 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 all that crap that all these people think they're game designers that are in the, in the chats and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, it's always there. No. Okay? It was meant to be on the game, and they had to delete that shit. Okay? And they had to erase it fast because of, of time constraints. Okay? They even said in the article that the Dreadnought, what we're playing right now, okay, was in the main game. Now... I'll, I'll let you guys talk first, and then I'll, I'll I'll give you my two cents. But this article is very eye-opening, okay? Now, you can say what you want to say about, oh, well, I'm having fun playing the game now and such and such. Yeah, but you could have had fun playing the game for $60 less. Unless you just came into the game and you paid $60, and then you actually got the game that you paid for. Uh, but there's a lot of people that didn't, and they paid $120, um, some even more than that, for, for certain things. Uh, what do you think, Skills? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sound. You have no sound oh, on you, buddy. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Me. Um, so it's totally natural for the consumer to want to think like, oh, if they had just done this or done this differently, we would have had this perfect thing, right, or this amazing thing. To me, after reading the article, there's two ways to look at it. Like, um, they, they really effed up their own game. Right by doing this, right, or you can look at it from the perspective of the people that was told them to f up their game, and it it makes me wonder what was the content that made them want to repurpose, right? How what how bad could it have been for them to be like, all right, let's start over? You know, it had to be some sort of alarming. They wouldn't do this to purposely butcher and sabotage all their work right we still right? we still don't know that reason right we we can bit and piece together it but we still don't know the actual reason why they did it i well i guess the consensus is is that from this story the way that this story presented it to me at least is my inclination from the very beginning was activision got involved activision parted the game and wanted to make you pay for each part Right, we're gonna give you a taste with Vanilla Destiny. You're gonna come back, and we're gonna hit right. you again with DLC, and then you're gonna come back. You know, they're like a drug dealer, right? And that's essentially what I perceive this going as. But to me, the way this article presents it is that um, this was actually the bungee suit when they were presented with the um, the metal reel or whatever. It was the reel, the final reel of what they wanted the storyline and the, the gist of the game to be. When they were presented with that like 15-minute movie um, by the main writer, Sadaden, I believe is his name. Yeah. yeah. 
they they scrapped it. They 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 said but this how doesn't bad, work. How bad? How bad could it have been to be scrapped? Right. That, so that is, that is, not, smart a, that is not a production. There's no way that you work that long without any kind of talk back he, and forth. And all of a sudden you present something and then you're scrapping an entire two years worth. Right. Of the work. guy. The guy created the Halo story. Right, you know he can create a story. He did the, uh, the beginning, the middle, the end, right? And he did very well with it. And there was very good lore and everything involved in it. I guess because I just don't want to believe that they're complete idiots and they did it because they're dumb. I I just gotta think there was just something so convoluted with how his story was written or presented that that they had the they had like their suits. They're there to make money. He's an artist. He's there to Create, and there's right? a disagreement, though, right? Exactly, but the suits know, I guess, in theory, what's supposed to make money, what's supposed to sell, right? Here we go, here we go again, right? But but you know what I'm saying? And I just wanna, I just would have wished to have been a fly on the wall. I was just gonna say, I was you know, say that. yeah, because like it, it godsmacks me that like how how could they scrap? story off of a 15 minute video right like to me if the guy had honestly been working on it that long and it had been developed and when you read all the the, the detail and depth that went into the story um like characters that we know now are literally just repurposed characters from that storyline that right. they're like different well, names different people have the different names yeah right um the queen's brother the, the guy that we all like to hate right he was supposed to be a completely different character that we actually liked. You know what I mean? And to me, that's, that's mind-blowing now because, like, we've learned to hate that guy so much. But it's one of those things where I just, there's there's no, we, it almost has to come out in a legal document what was so messed up or something. You know what I mean? And I, I would, how bad could it have been? And then when you hear... The way that it was written, like the storyline, Rasputin and Cade and yes. all that, it's yeah. a really cool storyline. Like that, it's really interesting. Everything almost makes perfect sense when you look at like the way the game's designed and stuff. Like the Vex storyline, I just don't understand. Honestly, right. it's well, crazy. Before you answer, Sarge, real quick, hold on. Okay, so this is what happened, right? He had all the ideas. Activision said we have to do it this way because this is we're paying the bucks, right? This is a contract that we want it done this way because this is the way we do it. He said, "Well, you know what? I'm out." Right? There's the walkout, right? And There's he walked the walkout. out, and because he walked out, he owns. You're an artist, yes. You sign a contract, okay, and whatever you come up with, they they get the rights to, but it's over a certain period of time. They said, "You know what? Because of deadlines, okay, fuck him." Fuck his story. We could do this without him, right? So they couldn't use it, but they they couldn't use it as saying, "Hey, Thirty and Still Gaming is Thirty and Still Gaming." No, Sarge McCluskey is now Thirty and Still Gaming. Okay, and they they repurpose people's names and people's things. So once they screwed that bridge, right, and blew up that bridge, uh, he had he left. He owned the rights to all that stuff. Okay, and now they had to rush and do a whole bunch of stuff, right? So they they pieced together everything. Now because they pieced together everything, they. Now they're money grabbing, right? They have to money grab, and they said, "Well, you know what? We can't use his story in the actual game, but we can put him in written writing on the Grimoire cards, which is put on a different site, 
not actually in the game, right? Because it's not in the game. It's You have to go to their website and go through the fucking, like, nine different tabs to get to the actual cards, okay? So those are the actual written stories. Each, each cutscene after every mission was supposed to have a 30-second cutscene. Each of those... Each of those cards that you get when you pop up a ghost on the screen, it says Grimoire card. Boom. Basically, that was part of a cutscene, okay, that was supposed to be either the beginning or the end or during the middle of the actual uh, mission quest line that you're doing, right? So now time has passed, okay, and now they're piecing it together. Now they came out with the, the thing and they put the quest lines back in. They put cutscenes back in. Okay, the article even goes on to saying that... Um, now, they're saying there were supposed to be three raids in the original game, okay? Now, the Dark Below technically maybe wasn't supposed to be in it, and it was supposed to be later. Um, maybe Crota was actually going to take revenge on his father because you killed Oryx at the end of the actual game, and Crota was maybe supposed to come in taking his place. That kind of makes more sense. These are all theories. Um, but there's so many things that they, they screwed up, and it's still screwed up because now they're still taking content out of the year two, okay? Um, and or pushing it uh, into Destiny Two, I should say, not Year Two. So, well, go ahead. But doesn't that it seem that it's so convoluted, right? Because right. we're on a ten-year plan, but the story walked out before Year One. So, so now we're completely. What's our path for the next eight years? What you know what I mean? Basically, they're nitpicking. They're they're piece. They're they're breaking it apart and giving us small little bits and pieces. They knew they fucked us, right? They knew they fucked us hard, and that's why they came out with these emotes now, right? Now they're telling you that these emotes are going to pay for the new DLC that comes out, okay? But technically, the new DLCs DLC is already out, and it's or it was already in the game, and they broke it up. Now they're saying they're giving it to you for free. They're not giving it to you for free. They should have gave it to you as a whole. If we got, if I didn't play Destiny at all for year one and just bought the Taken King right now, like it just came out, I go, oh, Destiny, Taken King, okay, bought it, $60 value, it's a phenomenal game for $60 for what you get, okay, you get Vanilla, you get Dark Below, you get Prison of Elders, you get the, the, the House of Wolves whole edition, and now you get the Taken King. This was the game we were supposed to get, and they still, not yet, because they still took more stuff out of this game, okay, this is the game we were supposed to get year one, and they broke it up to make more money, and they know it. That's why they're like, you know what? We're going to give it to you for free for the rest of the time, okay? And we'll just make emotes, and now they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars on emotes that they're giving to you that should be given to you anyway. So <clears throat> before I give it to Sarge, I personally would rather have a game that I pay full price for, okay? And I know they have a 10-year plan, but maybe Destiny shouldn't come out every year like Assassin's Creed. Okay, maybe it should come out every three years like a Grand Theft Auto or four years like a Grand Theft Auto. So I play Destiny. I get a full fucking story. Okay, and they can drop little DLCs, maybe like year two, year three, whatever, just as Grand Theft Auto does. Give me free stuff all the time. I'm still getting free stuff from from Rockstar. Okay, yet Destiny is nickeling and diming us. Okay, and people are okay with it, which I'm I'm mind boggled about. Okay, I'm I'm completely mind boggled that people are still okay going. Well, it's a great game. Why are you playing? Why do you have a thousand thousand hours? And if you don't like playing, shut the fuck up. And you're like, no, that's not the point, man. The point is that they what they did to us. Now it's clear as day what they did to us, and people are still okay with it. They're like, no, it's okay. I, I swear to God, these same people. If the government if the government came out uh, and said uh, we're mind controlling all of you. They'd be like, I don't believe it. Do you know what I mean? That just people are just oblivious to shit until it's written in writing. And even when it's shown to you, they're still like, no, nah, I don't believe it. I'm still having fun playing the game. It doesn't really bother me. Go ahead, Sarge. Sorry. 
I have to apologize. There, there's too many ways to discuss this, right? So I'm going to pick the side of the uh, the longtime gamer and how this affects me as opposed to the opposing side, okay? So the way that they structured the game to be and the way that they marketed it was genius, okay? Because of the fallout a year before release, this game was teetering on the edge. No one realizes this, but you really have to think back now. If it were not for the marketing of this game, okay, it Save. would have failed, yep. okay? So they saved it. Now, I give them 100% credit for saving their child that they worked so hard on. However, due to whatever internal conflict happened, okay, the more of this story that comes out, the more angry I become. Because instead of just saying what happened and just doing what was necessary in order to recover your fan base, you decided to peel off and resell. Okay? Right. Now, everybody said no. Everybody said that's not the way it's going to happen. All right? We all stuck to our guns. We knew what was happening to us because we've seen it before. It just wasn't on this kind of scope. Okay? But we let it go because at the moment... The psychology of the game is brilliant. The gunplay is brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. So it keeps you occupied. It keeps you going back for this little cracker that you know you're not going to get unless you put a 1,000 hours in. The RNG system keeps you coming back. If there was no RNG, the game would be done in less than three months, and you would have been done with it. But because of the go-back features, you have to go back, it makes the game go longer. Now... On top of that, you peeled off and resold it to us to make it feel like we're something else. Come on, guys. All right? I'm telling you, the more that comes out, okay? There's more. There's going to be more it, that comes out. It, it yeah. reaffirms It reaffirms how we felt when the game first hit the shelf. This is not a complete game. We're not stupid, okay? Now, the other group of people, okay, and the younger the younger gamers might not know it because they just don't see it because the games that they played or, or the – experiences they've had in games are on that level the call of duty era the this the, the world of war era the the uh the, the the newer halos era it wasn't the old school halo it wasn't these were these guys weren't playing those games now you have to understand that the 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 demographic of people who originally started playing video games who are now parents and have their own kids <clears throat> now whether or not they still game or not is, is the deciding factor in how they educate the people below them because they don't know. Right. We know, okay? It's not like I forgot about video games and this, this all is complete magic and I can't believe how magical it is, okay? I know the, 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 the progress of where it was and where we are now. And so now for them to pull off the biggest sham Probably of the, all time. The biggest heist this is, ever. This is the, this is the yeah. biggest sham of all time. And we still look it dead in the face and say, great game. You are retarded, okay? The, if The only way that they're going to recover this at all is to give you free shit until the next game comes out and then have to have the most ridiculous marketing and apology no. somewhere along the line. Because I don't think I'm going to do it. I'll I, be honest. I, they're right I now. I don't think I can do it. It's the, it's so the most popular wait, game wait in the Destiny, world. Wait for Destiny 2 out after after being punched in the face, lied to, and say, no, no, we gave you the whole thing, and you still believe it? Like I And then, okay, I'll regress. You like games. You like being entertained. Fantastic. If this is entertainment for you, and you don't understand that you're being fucked in the ass, to you, it, uh, uh, ignorance is bliss. Right. But for the 
age bracket of people who understand what this game was, what it should be, and how games are supposed to be, you know you're getting fucked. Right. So, like I said, if you if you came into Destiny right now and you purchased the Taken King and you got it for $60 or even $70, okay, it's a phenomenal game, okay? But if you're the, I don't know how many people bought it originally, okay, I've been day one, before day one, I love the beta, okay? I love what I saw at E3 back in 2013, okay? I mean, it looked phenomenal. When I saw it at E3 2013, I was like, that's the game I would like to play. That's not the game we got. And then sort of we're getting it now, but still, it's not it's not the full thing. They they need to, they're they're trying to make grace right, and they said that oh no this is this is not no more grace. They, they they've already made content. The content for the if you think that they're making the dark below and they made it like three months before the dark below came out and the house of wolves three months before you came out, you're sadly mistaken. No okay? way. Sadly mistaken. Okay, I I know what it, I I'm not a game designer myself, but I went to a school okay where most game designers come out of okay, and I know what it takes. And it doesn't take three months to make a game like that, okay? It takes thousands of people a year, okay? And then break it down to 100 people to really fine-tune it and then move it to the next group, playtest the shit out of it. They're, we're going to see stuff up until, God, I want to say a year four, okay? What was supposed to be originally in this in this game, okay? Which got pushed to Destiny 2 now which the old consoles and they'll say, Oh no, we, we, we didn't do that. We, we, we did it. You know, we, we've been working on this for years, uh, for this other content. The first content we had to, we had to scrap with and we had to rush together. No, you, you have, you have this plan way ahead when you broke off from, from, from Microsoft and you're like, this is, this is the game we're doing. Okay. They had a plan. They knew what they were going to do from back then. They knew what they were. I mean, Fuck! It was in fucking reach, for God's sakes. It was a poster, okay, of Destiny, and it showed it, and they had to change it because now they don't own it again, okay? It was there. They had a plan for it fucking 10 years ago, okay? So for them to say that, oh, yeah, we just threw together Dark Below. No, you pieced, you meal-pieced it together to do what you had to do as a business. I understand that, okay? But if you came out with Taken King year one and you showed this game to people— it would be the best game by far, okay? And it would still have longevity. And then you came out with your DLCs afterwards. People would love you. But now there's this torn rift of the people that are like us, older gamers, that are like, you know what? I'm giving them a shot. I'll, I'll keep doing it. The younger gamers are brainwashed, okay? Not all, but most of them. They want to play it because it's a fun game. They don't care what it's said or whatever, and they're going to love it. But I think what you said, Sarge, about um, they need to save it, Destiny's too big, okay? It's now too big to fail, okay? They, they've now established themselves as a Halo, okay? Where you have your Halo haters, okay? And then you had the people that just absolutely loved Halo, okay? That's what this is, okay? Destiny is, no matter what happens, it's only going to get better and bigger from here, okay? Until about maybe like year seven. And then people will be like, oh, I'm tired of it. I mean, look at Assassin's Creed, right? We got kind of disappointed with it because it's year after year after year. They keep coming out with one, and now Unity sucked, and now they're trying to make Grace with Syndicate coming out. So that's what Destiny's going to do. Destiny's going to keep coming out with stuff, and you're going to be going, oh, this is better, this is better, this is better, and then you're going to be like, ah, it's the same shit. It's like Madden. It's the same shit over and over. I'm done playing this. Other games will well, come out. It, that's It's interesting that you think it like that, but like 
the way that they, I guess the way that you can see if like a, a game is successful is usually you can look in segments of three. If you've had three successful launches where you can equal or match what you did the year before, it's supposed that's considered a success. As long as you grow or maintain, you don't want to lose. Right. What Destiny has somehow done is they, they hit the masses with vanilla, and they've narrowed it but in, with the expansions, but they've still kept quite a majority, and they're still relevant to the masses to the point where it, it's, they're, they're so big that they can release a turd, and it's going to be okay right. because they've It'll made survive. so much money. Yep. Right. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing. We were given a turd. We just didn't know it was a turd yet. You know what I mean? It didn't quite smell so bad until we took a closer look. And it still um, doesn't really smell that bad yet, right? Because they, they're piecing together something. Well, it's, I, it's hard listen, to say. I've, but... I've put in probably just as much hours as anybody. You know, I think I've got close to 1,600 hours put in on Destiny, which is just ludicrous, you know. <laughs> but it's yeah. one of those things where I'm starting to see through the facade and just see the psychological part of the games that they've just keyed you in on over and over and over. The thing, when when my friends list was the most lit up of Destiny the entire time was when the loot cave incident oh, right, happened. Right, right, right. That's when I had the most activity with my friends, the most community play within people on the realms and so forth. And don't think Bungie didn't know that, oh man, we are logging people for hours and hours yeah. and hours on our game doing this dumb, repetitive thing. You know what I mean? And so that's what worries me about Destiny 2. They're so big that they literally can just use the, the, the mental aspects, the things that they know we're going to keep doing over and over and over because we're, we're just that hamster on the wheel, yep. you know, being entertained. Um, so it's one of those things where I could totally see it get even worse than Destiny Year 1. Because if you don't have a very strong storyline, and I know they're they're you mean they're two paying, you mean two well right in Destiny, Destiny two, two okay it could get even worse more convoluted because they're going to be focusing on the the main things the things that keep you on the game right and keep you playing which would be these go to the spot kill the stuff for ten minutes go to the next spot kill the thing you know what I'm saying and Destiny hadn't really with Taken King they've somewhat evolved out of that comfort zone, which is good. It's a step forward. But I could also... shot themselves in the foot so hard that now even if you bring in the world's best writer you've put so many hurdles that they have to try to stay along with this piece of junk that you know what I mean they don't want to you can't say something that didn't happen in year one happened in year three or something you know what I mean they can't rewrite year one anymore year one's out there right. and we they got to base it off of that that is going to be 
so difficult to actually execute and execute well, rather than if you had a clean slate and they said write a story for a game. That would be much easier than write a story for the game based on this, you know? Well, it, man. If, if they... It, it's the fact that watch your watch your mic uh, your 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 mouth to the mic. It's 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 the fact that that what we knew to be true wasn't proven false, and now we've got confirmation right. on because it wasn't like we were guessing. It's based on well on, technically on, on what we knew. Technically, we were guessing because it wasn't official, right? So it was a conspiracy theory. Uh, well, well, you can say whatever you want, but when you know now that a game a, doesn't feel finished, if a game a doesn't theory. feel finished, you you're a gamer. You know, a game doesn't feel finished. Right. That was that was the oh. stories before. You know, you knew it didn't feel finished. But then to realize that well, it was actually put, taken apart and then resold to you. And then you think, well, yeah, it can't be that bad. It's not that bad. Maybe they just fucked up some things. And now here it is, cold as ice. Yes. Right. Cut right. it up. Yeah. Sold it back to you. We're all good, right? We're all good. It's a good game, right? We're all good. And so, once again, if you're on the left side, you're saying, well, I was entertained. doesn't matter. I don't care what you do. And then on the right side, you got to think for a moment, well, well, then what's the next thing you're going to fuck me on? What's the next thing? What's the next thing that's going to happen? Like that's the way it's oh, supposed I, to be. I have some uh, theories. <laughs> you know, I I have some theories. I would I would love to. Um, another thing that was considered was when all the Destiny hype in the very beginning. You know what I mean? When everything that you heard about Destiny and all the screenshots and gameplay that you ever saw in the very beginning. You never ever saw PvP. It wasn't even mentioned. It doesn't make sense in the storyline. You know, why are Guardians killing each other? You're not, you know, right. you're supposed to be these last rare, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's starting to make more and more sense to me that, that that was also another fragmented part of the game. It was roughly put together and doesn't make sense and is completely broken as far as balance goes because it just... I'm I'm a PvP player that if something's flawed, I'm gonna use it to my advantage. I like right. to win. I, I'm I don't have the the wherewithal to not do those things, you know what I mean? Um so uh PvP was all hunters in the beginning. I was golden gun, blasting everybody, having a good old time because there was no way a Titan smash or a Nova Bomb could average the same amount of kills that my Golden Gun could do. You know what I mean? And it was just one of those things. Now it's hammers, hammers. I hadn't touched my Warlock, hadn't touched my Hunter. I'm playing all hammers in PvP because it's just so much easier. I can average more kills with the hammers, right? The game just doesn't... It, to me, that just seems like Activision injected themselves and said we gotta have map packs we gotta have multiplayer there's just such a huge community of people that play that and that's a big part you know and it just doesn't seem to me like that like pvp was ever really a big deal the trials of osiris guy just was never supposed to be for trials right. he was supposed to be a mentor for you in between missions that you would go visit on mercury where you go for trials here when you win, if you get nine and zero, you get to go to Mercury or whatever. And that 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 place originally was supposed to be a place for you to go visit during the story missions to kind of hang out and take a break and get little advice from him on how to do your next mission and stuff. 
you know. So uh, it just seems like it could get super convoluted, it, especially if it, it. I just, how would you, how do you present this problem to the people you're asking to solve it? You know what I mean? How do we take what? How do you fix it from here? I guess you know we can be really mad at Bungie, but for what they've done, but we still want them to fix it. I just don't. I can't fathom the right. You would have to have some of the most talented people that you could really get your hands on, and they'd have to be very creative, you know? They knew, once they broke up the game, they were like, we don't have enough content here. So that's when they're like, oh, well, go back and kill Fogoth ten times, and just repeat it, you know what I mean? And then they're like, well, there's still not enough content in there. So they're like, well, let's put PvP in, right? So they'll waste some time in PvP and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't really make sense. Oh, it doesn't matter, just, just throw it in there. You know what I mean? So they they just keep they just keep tossing shit in there to see if it works. I mean, look, for instance, they didn't do their homework enough already because now people are getting these runes at the uh, Court of Orcs. Okay, you get the white runes. How many runes do you guys have? I have. I don't even play. The, I, I don't even have. I don't even play that much in the Court of Orcs. I think I have like sixty or seventy, and you you've used a ton, Sarge, because you've played in there. Okay, I have like seventy of them. What am I doing with them? I'm not going to sit in the court of orcs seventy times to go dismantle them, right? So there's like these things that keep happening. Like, can I transfer them in? Can I delete them? Can I do what? Can I do with them? And they they have this problem every single time, right? They just keep throwing in another currency, okay? And they go, oh look, see, it's fixed. And then a month down the line, we have like four hundred of them, and we're like, well, what do we do with this? Like, what do we, what do we need? What do, like? And they they're they're bottlenecking their own game, their own fixes. Okay, they're not giving you more content. They're giving you the same content and making you look like there's more content, right? Making you take a different avenue to right. get the same. Right. So content. the only time right. again, if you just bought the game and you played one through twenty and you went through Volta Glass and you went through the whatever, okay, to get to level forty and you went through Great the Taken game. King, fantastic game, right? Great I can game. put it down and I'll see you later because I'm gonna go play Fallout Four now, okay? But the way they did it was, oh look, we're giving you a. Uh, uh, the Dark Below. Great. And the Dark Below characters come down. You fight them in the public events, right? And then the House of Wolves came out. Well, the Dark Below is not there anymore, okay? The strikes and stuff are still there, but the Dark Below guys don't come down anymore. So now you're fighting and you're like, oh, look, I, there's more guys. I'm playing the I'm, I'm playing the fucking House of Wolves guys, right? And then the Dark Below guys. So they just replace them, right? Public events turn into Dark Below public events. Public event, Dark Below turn into House of Wolves public events. House of Wolves public events turn into taken public events, right? It's the same thing. There's no point to do public events anymore. There's no point to, to go to do Volta Glass. There's no point to do Crota. There's no point to have fucking uh, spin metal or anything because I can just go buy it from someone else. There's so many pointless things to happen in the game, but everyone's like, I'm having so much fun. I'm, I love it. I love just doing nothing. <laughs> you know? I, it, it, they just keep doing it to themselves. To, to me, um, one of the... the most frustrating things recently was with the um, you know now we're releasing weapons weekly and you have to get on at this date and play this mission yes and if you don't you're gonna be a minimum of a week behind and I don't know about you guys it's filler man I feel like I paid for the game like they got my money already you know I should get the game you know, I paid for the DLC. They've, they have that transaction. 
I don't have the entire content released to me yet or available to me um, at any given time. You know what I mean? And I understand there's dailies and weeklies and nightfalls, but I'm talking about, like, gear. Right. You know what I mean? I can't go out and get this gun unless I do this this week and this this week. And, you know, and to me, that it just wasn't, it's left almost a bad taste in my mouth that if I'm not an uber vigilant player, it can take weeks to months to get certain things done. Yep. And as someone that is one of those people that, like, I really did go and pick up all the ghosts, you know, before House of Wolf, or before the game came out and stuff, because I, I just was one of those guys that was like, I wanted to get the entirety of this gun or game completed before the new stuff comes out, right? Right. And you're saying stuff replaces other stuff. Well, I got down to the part where I'd completed all of Vanilla Destiny, I'd gotten through the Dark Below, and I started working on the Queen's Queen's missions, right? Mm -hmm. For her grimoire stuff. And as I discovered, well, they just took out like nine of the people that you have to get for grimoire cards. They just never drop in ships anymore because that's not relevant content. So I can't get those named fallen Queen's breakers. You know what I'm talking about? Like the people that would drop from the ships on dailies and stuff. I can't get those grimoire cards anymore because it's not up to date content. You know, so it's just another one of those, like, you know, things that they just kind of left open and almost half-assed it, you know, because it Don't forget, Skill, they've been, they've been, they've been constantly making you play it their way. Remember, we we had discussions about this several times, even on on your, on on eSovereign, where you're not allowed to play the game your way. Right. You have to play it their way. They're telling you how to play, right? Why would it be a big deal if, if, if it's so easy to drop in a different thing from a from a, a, a download, like it's Dark Below this time, now it's House of Wolves, now it's Taken. If it's so easy, and we can have Iron Banner once a month, why isn't it, why can't I have, why can't the Dark Below guy show up again for people that want to complete the quest like you want to do? What's the big deal? Why is it always some kind of like hurdle that should never have been there? It just should be something that, Okay, it gives me something else to do. I get it. You want me to play it, but why Why am I being penalized now? Because I, I missed it. Now I can't get it. So how is that a completionist thing? You can't be a completionist because you can't get it. Right. I was all, exactly. There is a part of Destiny that there's. it's not one of those games that truly can be completed unless you feel like getting on every day. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people missed out. Like, Bell Winter's Lie was a big problem. Right, and if you this didn't get Bell Winter's right. Lie out of Iron Banner, you could. That was your only option. Well, luckily, after about a year, well, the Iron Banner vendor sold it. Right. If you got up to rank four, right. how many people quit the game before they even had the opportunity to buy Bell Winter's Lie? Yeah, so a lot of people you left after I mean? level twenty. They got to twenty, and they're like, "Peace out." Right. They didn't even so, know there was a whole section of the game. They were like, oh, light level 20, but there's nothing else to do. To me, that's part of the thing that when you make things limited on a day basis on a video game, none of us have all the same schedules. You know what I mean? And this week I may be busy, next week I may not be. But that doesn't mean I can binge next week and catch up. Destiny doesn't let you do that. Well, you know? I'm, I'm actually happy they did this, right? Because... I was so addicted to Destiny 
until about two months ago. When House of Wolves came out is when I was like, I had my little wake-up call, right? So Destiny wants you to come back every day. Tuesday was a reset. Wednesday was whatever. Thursday was uh, – no, I'm sorry. Um, Friday was – now it's Arms Day for Wednesday. Uh, there's always something going on. You know, trials this weekend. Iron Banner starts this week. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know what? Once they told me that year one didn't count, okay, and basically everything I did for that first year didn't matter, and people, were, I know people were in the chat or going to listen to this later and go, well, you, you, who would want to play with the same gun for 10 years? Me. I would like to play with the same gun for 10 years. You know why? Because I want to play the game how I want to play the fucking game, right? So if I want to use my sword in Elder Scrolls Online or Skyrim and I want to keep using the same goddamn sword, I want to be able to use the same goddamn sword. You shouldn't be able to tell me that this sword is obsolete, doesn't matter anymore, and, and you wasted you wasted your time, okay? I don't want to use all the guns, but if I have a favorite gun, I want to bring that with me. I want to upgrade that. You know what makes me legendary? I say this all the time. Legendary would make me saying my gear is my gear, and someone looks at my gear four years from now and goes, hey, where'd you get that? Well, that's the fate bringer. You can't get that anymore because you started now, okay? I've been playing since day one, and I got this fate bringer, and it's my gun. There's many like it, but this one is mine, okay? And that would have made Destiny a better Keep upgrading game. it. Right. Roll for okay. different perks so on it. Because you pick it up self. Because yes. because they did what they did, I went, you know what? I played for a year. Someone just bought the game and they're literally the same level as me. They literally and I'm okay with that as far as their what they do doesn't affect me. But the whole point of me playing and grinding and getting all this stuff, playing for a year, playing with my friends, I had a great time. I still have a great time. Okay. Made great friendships, still make great friends over it. But when you come in on Tuesday for the very first time and you played eight hours and you could be the exact same level as me and you might get a better gun than me and not putting as much time in, I went, you know what? I don't need to play this all the time. I'm actually happy that every day because if, if the Black Spindle comes out two weeks from now, I'll come back two weeks from now and I'll play for the Black Spindle. Okay. If the, if the new hard raid comes out, I'll come back and try the hard raid. But I'm not going to play it every day anymore. Fallout 4 is coming. Star Wars Battlefront's coming. Laura Croft is coming. A whole bunch of people are coming. Okay? So I don't need to play Destiny every day like I did before. That's a lot of cum. That's a lot of cum, isn't it? That's a lot of cum. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you brought up Star Wars, so I have to mention something. Please. Did you hear that the new playable, new three playable characters, Han, Leia... Yeah, and Pebble Team. Yeah. So, what is... I mean, when I think of that, it, that's not like you're earning your Jedi and you just get to select Han Solo, right? You just get to be Han Solo from the start screen with the blaster, right? Um, Instead no, of being no. a soldier. No. no so it is a power-up. Yeah, you know, it's a hero. So, it's a, he's a hero, just like the old games were. So this is what gets me nervous, though, is how's the balance between the power-up characters going to be? Because I, there's just so much of a dynamic... Well, it's different between I can tell a you, lightsaber and a. Well, I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. For instance, on Hoth, you'll find Darth Vader and Luke. But if you go to, let's say, uh, Tatooine, um, you'll you might have Han Solo and like Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Right. They'll team them up as okay. far as. Okay. Okay. So they're going to balance them that at least, way. At okay. least that's what It'd they never did. be a, a lightsaber versus right. a gun. You're not going to have Princess Leia okay. against Darth that's, Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was, I was like. How is this going to work? <laughs> 
Yeah, so but, okay. it, it's just like the old the older game did the same thing. So like you would you would get Han or um, they would team up a uh, Yoda and like Darth Maul, uh, which was kind of weird in the in the past. But um, yeah, the Jedi Temple was Yoda and Darth Maul or Anakin and, and you know they they team up basically on the theme of based on the board. So if they let's say let's say they had Cloud City. They would probably put Han, and they would probably Boba put Fett. Boba Fett. Um, if they, I'm not saying they have Cloud City, so no, no rumors there. Um, but people would be like, "What? They have Bespin?" You know. So I, I don't, I don't know uh, if they have stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's what's going to happen with the power ups. And then, and there's a, a whole mission, a whole list of just heroes. So I don't know how that's going to play. So they are there is there is a whole mode where um, it's, it's just like... all superpowers. Is it 6v6 or 3v3? I think it's 6v6, no. I believe, okay. is what I heard. So, It's not going to be... Once again, when, when you play a game like Battlefront, let's, let's not go off the deep end, right? So it's supposed to be a just fun, arcadey shooter and immerse yourself right. in the universe. It's not supposed to be a competitive thing at all. Okay, the power-ups were put in there to balance out the fact that people love to steal vehicles from the opposing team and own them in the spawns. So now it's a power-up, okay? The, funds gets t- the fun gets removed because I can't be with you in a snowspeeder and take down an AT-AT, which we all yeah. want to yeah. do. Yeah, I don't know why okay? they didn't do that. I don't get this stuff, but that's the balance issue. We can't put that in without somebody trying to run into the cave like it's an Imperial and grab a snow speeder and steal it out of the damn cave. Well, no, it should be it should be this. This is simple, simple fix, right? The snow speeder doesn't show up until the last checkpoint, okay? If your person that you're partnered with, right, you're partnering and you the game. You go in the vehicle, he says you want to go he, in, and you just say if, yes. If one of you guys gets a, one of you guys gets the, the power up and he goes, I'm going in the vehicle, you can choose. Do you want to go in yes, with him? No. Yes or no? Simple Absolutely. as that, right? Absolutely. Done. That, you're welcome, EA. You're welcome, Dice. That's all you have to do to put that in there. Okay. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You can check. Just send the check to Thirty and Still Gaming at. Um, so that's all they have to do for there. So basically, the the game to me is going to be fun. Not only because I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, it, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but um, I, people played the thing and said that it was over overbalanced uh, against the the rebels. That's um, a lie. It was actually never, it was actually means, out of, it was actually out of balance against the empire. You never actually if you knew how to play. Movie, right, if you never actually watched the movie, um the rebels were actually being invaded, right? On a snow planet and with tanks and stuff and adats and and things. They, they're supposed to lose. They're supposed to lose. In that movie right. they lost. And what Dice claimed was you're going to be able to live your fantasies of being in the movies, right? This was a battle on Hoth in the movie. Okay, so you can change the outcome, and be the rebels and right. beat the empire. Right. It's just that, like that's... it's just like a Madden moment where you're playing. It's fourth quarter. You're down by ten, and you have to bring yourself back with Michael Vick's broken leg, and you have three minutes to do it. You know what I mean? It's the exact same thing. Right. Live but, your fantasy but, but, and and change destiny. But people overreact because they're so used to playing games like COD and Battlefield, where they say, "Well, if it's not balanced, then how can you play the game?" First of all. When you're playing a game immersed in some universe that's made up to begin with, okay, it's not based on reality with real guns and whatever else, you can do whatever you want, right? okay? So telling me that it's not balanced, you say, well, the Empire is always going to win. Now, that happened the first couple of days because no one knew no one how knew. to play. As soon as you knew how to play— won every single time. We were on the, the Rebels. The Empire loses every time because yep. you know to save the you know to save the, uh, the airstrike, yep. right? As soon as the shields go down the Adite, everyone puts the airstrike on the Adite, and the energy goes down to nothing, and you're dead. Right. Okay, so all the crying for the first three days, how imbalanced it was, 
people don't wait. They don't learn. They just scream at the screen about how unbalanced right. something is. It's not imbalanced. That there was problems in the God beta. forbid, God forbid you should actually actually talk to the people in your team, get into a party and actually do maybe, I don't know, a, some kind of strategy instead of just running around going for kill streaks. Right? That's right. That's a that's call of the duty thing. thing. No, that's a call of that's duty the thing. whole thing. Right. Right. It, if, if there's more than three people on the screen and you're on the same team, it's a team-based game. I'm sorry. I don't want to bust anybody's bubble. All right, usually it's some strategy involved. Dude, I, it, it's epic. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can bring up some footage. We're, we're way did you over. play the beta skills? Did you play the beta? I did play the beta. Um, it, to me, it's one of those games where if you don't have friends to play with, don't expect to win. You know what I, I mean? Absolutely. It's, absolutely. And, and that's what I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, I'm, I should be good enough that if I play well, we should just win. Well, no, it's not the scenario of the game. And what a lot of people aren't, this isn't a first-person shooter where, in the classic sense, where it's you going up against somebody else with skills and we're going to see whose skills are the best. This is a scenario game right? where you're put into a scenario, and in that scenario, the person with the better odds generally is going to win. You know what I mean? Um, if that person is in um, a ship or a vehicle and you're not, you're probably going to get destroyed because they have armor and bigger guns. And You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I, I, a lot of people just... Ex there's not very many games now that make force you to use teamwork to win. Honestly, if right. you want to win in that format, in that scenario, you have to use teamwork. And uh, a lot of people don't like that, and yeah. it's it's I don't know. It's just one of those things where your buddy Lono said it best. I watch his YouTube videos several times. He says that the the breakdown in every one of those multiplayer games is the fact is that is the the goal is the kills. If the goal were something else, you would re rearrange the way you would play a game. It would teach people to work as a team in order to in order to complete the goal. But since it's always about either kill streak or what your KD ratio is, people don't give a shit about the objective, whatever it is. They don't care what it is. If it's take over the point or stop the bomb from blowing up, they don't care. Right. They don't care. So why? What's the game mode for? I don't understand why you're playing the game mode if you don't care about what the objective is. Right. So change the goal. Change the way people think about the game. Uh, prizes for those who win as a team. Uh, uh, unlocks of guns. That type of thing. Change the goal. And he had it down. He has it down every time. I've watched all his videos. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. And I, I, I agree with like an, an almost 90% of what he says. It's like they, they, they're they twisting what the game is supposed to be about. I love Battlefield. I'm a Battlefield guy because I don't care about killstreaks. Right. I care I'm about, immers I'm about immersion yeah. of a giant battle. I'm about winning. Right? I'm in a tank. I go in last all the time because I love to see all the vehicles roll up on the hills and stuff like they show you in the damn commercial. You're, you and and by the way, I'm in a mic. With, I'm in a party with like six other people. Somebody knows how to fly. I hey, listen, bro, you and the attack chopper, dude. They are fucking held up like a bunch of fucking uh, womp rats over here in this fucking building over here. Can you level the building for me, please, so we can get the objective? Shh, guy comes over, blows up the thing. It's like clockwork. It's it's beautiful to watch. And now that you can record it on Xbox One, you can just record that right. shit. It makes it fucking amazing. But everyone's still running around trying to do a kill streak, or I'm gonna kill this guy with a knife, or I'm gonna run right. around with whatever. If, it just makes it if, dumb. If you're if you end the game with like 99 kills and like zero deaths and you lose, you you didn't play the game right, right? All right, congratulations. Congratulations, you're the first place and, loser. But but see, you guys are looking at it from the guys that have average KD and 
good objective play, right? And you know what that kid is saying at the end of that game? And he looks at the KD. He's like, I own God, them. My yeah. whole team sucks. Yeah, I yeah, got I this many kills. Yeah. And we still lost. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a mission-based game, though. It's, it's, a, right. <laughs> it's objective-based. Personally, my favorite, I, I'm a COD player. I like going on streaks. I'm a KD addict. I, oh, absolutely. I get mad if I even get spawn killed one time, you yep. know, because that's ruining my KD. But, uh, I play that way on Destiny, right? My kill-death ratio well, no, is very important to me. Yeah. But it's one of those things where in, in this kind of game, need to know your role you know what i mean um in, in battlefield there's certain roles that you play as a medic or you know what i mean right and when you actually su successfully do that role in a battle and like do it right it can be one of the coolest moments in a game so much fun right you pulled it off even though you had real life people trying to stop you you know what I mean? Um, and that's that's more rewarding than a single-player victory, you know, playing a story mode where it's all scripted. This is stuff that's unscripted that you got to try to pull off as a team in an environment, you know, and it, there's nothing better than actually succeeding, and there's no bigger fail than when you get really close and it just all collapses right in your face right at the end. Right. You know what I mean? And, it, and that... That's what people got to understand is this game isn't going to be for the quick scopers and, the, you know, it's, the, it's, the I super have, competitive. I have 10 minutes to kill. Let me get in the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's well, basically what it is. It's just an arcade fun type of game. Get in, get out, have fun. It's that. Or I think something else you're going to see is I've got five buddies on. Let's not lose tonight. You know right, what I mean? Right. Because five people working together is going to smash every time compared to random people getting together. And, but did, you, you know what you I mean? You knew that when you played any of those games. Even if you played COD or if you played Battlefield, you knew if the guys were mic'd or not. You knew. You knew if they were mic'd. And you knew if you were playing a good guy. In the first round or two, you knew right away these guys are going to be tough. They got mic'd. You know they are because there's no way someone could have killed you that quick. And then set up to defend that point that quick unless someone was talking to him. Right. And that's when that's when you juice up, right? You're like, oh, they're mic'd. Now it's on. Right. That's that's how you gauge the game. Right. If you could tell everybody just slapping around, throwing stuff around, you know it's like, all right, well, we can play this one kind of casual. But the minute all of a sudden everyone starts kicking your ass, you're like, oh wait, these guys are mic'd. Let's set it up. See the footage I'm showing right now, the, the last game I was just showing was we were we were the Empire. We lost, right? I'm playing by myself. I'm not playing and this is skill per, per, perfect point, right? I'm by myself, we lost, and I was on the Empire, okay? So if you're not talking to anybody and you're just kind of just shooting around, I had the number one kill in that game, okay? I was like 27, 28, and, and I think it was 7 or 8, okay? I got the top score overall. We lost, all right? It, I was just going in to have you fun. You were the best loser, I was dude. the best loser. I was the best loser, right? right? So the, the, the epic battles in this thing, though, I mean, the graphics are phenomenal, okay? It's hitting on all, all cylinders for me. Star Wars epicness uh and it's just a fun it, it, arcade it looks beautiful yeah they did they, they did their homework it looks beautiful like when you're, you're, when you're, you're sitting in the trench I, I told you i said this before i said it on the last show for the first 10 minutes i put the game in the beta i never fired the gun 
10 minutes, never fired the gun, just walked around. I don't care if I was getting shot or not. I'm just looking at the time they took into making it look the way it was supposed to look. When you're in a trench, you see the damn walker coming at you and the snow is blowing up in your face and the explosions and the sparks and shit flying around. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, see, and uh, I lost again, right? So this is the next game. And look, I'm third overall on the team, 21 and 14. Okay, we lost. It's just, that's just it. It's just, it's a fun game though, man. I love it. I can't wait. I'm going to be streaming the shit out of it when it comes out. Look, epic moments like this, right? There, there's so, there's so many good games coming, down, coming, coming down the pike, man. I, I, don't care, I don't care what kind of piece of candy Destiny throws at me. I think, Ooh, I think once, once the other anchor games start coming out, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be relevant for a little while. They're, they're going to be a little dead zone. I mean, Witcher was good. Now you got Fallout coming out. You got Battlefront coming out. You got, what, you got Tomb Raider coming out. What, what's the other? There's another title I'm missing. Forgive me. I'm oh, missing one of the big titles. Um, who cares? There's the, you you know, name the three that people are going to play. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be one of these things where it's like with Destiny. Who? Like that's. I don't, I don't, see I don't care. I don't care about heart. Oh, I'm sorry. Halo. I, I'm oh, going to buy yeah, Halo. Halo. Yeah. I'm going to buy Halo. Because you know why? Why? I want. I want. I want. Uh, I want payback for the story I never got. Oh, what from four? Yeah. No. No. From the. Well, the people who worked on Destiny worked on the original Halo stuff. They just split off. Right. Now right. three four three took it over. So now I want to be with the people that know how to write a story and immerse me in the thing where now I can play a game where I'm hunting down Master Chief with four dudes and we're going to go after some new kind of race. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I want to see what's you going just, on. You just sold me on it. Maybe I should buy it. No, I can't. You know? I don't have enough time. I'm in. Well, I think we're going to see a big, uh, a big trend where everybody's going to refer to stuff in Halo 5 as like Thrall. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Va like vandals, and you know what I mean. You're just gonna refer to the flood as thrall, and the covenant <laughs> are. What are the covenant from Destiny? Well, the the covenant are are, are the are, are, are the, the fallen. Wolves. Are the fallen? They're the, they're the, the fallen. fallen. Yeah. yeah. The fallen. So the knights and of the cabal, you know, you you can push them together. Oh no, that's but, what they are. There's actually yeah, a, the, there's the hive a, is the flood. There's an actually thing on Reddit. It's called the Book of Sorrows. Um, it's a Destiny lore. Um, I don't know who wrote it or anything. Um, maybe someone in chat knows more than I do. But basically, the Halo universe and the Guardian uh, Destiny universe are combined in one, right? And the actual, um, the Flood are mutated hive. Okay? So, take that. Listen, <laughs> the I can minute, see that. The, yeah. Yeah, the minute you went into the top of that tower on Earth... And destiny, oh, and, and you looked, at, and you were able to scan that little box, and he mentions about this. Mention. War. Yep. Yeah, they said there's a guardian here that we wanted to pull out, but he said he did enough fighting for for two millennia. He didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Right. Like you can't get more blatant than that. Right. Like you can't get more blatant. Than that. You know it's Master Chief. You can't get more blatant than that. All right. As much as I would love to keep on chatting, we are like 16 minutes. We're way over. We're like way over tonight. This is yeah, awesome. Two hours and 16 minutes into the podcast. Train, train to get <laughs> started. Yet. We didn't even get. We didn't even get to half the shit I wanted to talk about. But it's okay. It's because that's that's the way it rolls on this show. I mean, we we just get so stories that didn't make the cut today. Is, um, I'll, I'll give you the story to make the cut today. All three of us got all our exotic swords yesterday, and I think that was like the most oh, fun I had. I, in Destiny, I, had like I had a blast, dude. All three of us. Had to do it. We had to do it three times, but that battle is nuts. You did that battle with your buddies yet? Skills? It's it's undaunting, yes. and I, I'm a PvP player. And when I found out what the arc sword did, oh. I immediately <laughs> had to start it over, dude. Right. I, it, I'm working on it now. I think I got like 20 Hadian flakes left to get to get the whole thing started over on my alt. 
But I don't. I totally want the arc one now. After seeing what, what it does. What, what did you have? I have void. I got the solar. Oh, okay. So I, I've kind of got like a uppercut. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in PvP, the first time I experienced it was the most epic, where heavy ammo spawned. The guy had saved his for like three minutes. I guess it takes in between heavy ammo spawns. Five. Yeah. He, I think I think it's every three. Oh no, like it's three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he whips one of those things across and takes out like four of us in one of those spirals, the arc spiral <laughs> thing. That, and it was <laughs> he aimed it and everything. It was just epic. And ever since then, I've had to have one. So, <laughs> so um, did you guys see the Star Wars Battlefront real trailer? That where that that's that's pretty cool. I wanted to show that. Uh, Happy 30th birthday to Nintendo Entertainment Systems. They they uh, they turned 30. Um, uh, GTA 5's latest update revealed uh, uh, it skips last gen. So the newest update for Grand Theft Auto is not for old consoles. It's only for the new consoles. Um, Fallout Shelter update makes death fun, meaning it's uh it's basically it's a go until you die. Once your guys die in the game, they don't come back. So it's a little bit more fun. Um, and there's a EA, another Star Wars uh, game that's sort of like a Final Fantasy type RPG uh, type game uh, that's coming out. So um, that was the stories that didn't make the cut. So we appreciate you uh, coming out and watching Generation X Gaming. Thank you, Skills, for coming onto the show. Thanks, oh, thanks for having me. If you guys would like, fun. if you guys would like to uh, help us out on this show, um, we are selling the logo sticker. Um, if you go to Redbubble. Uh, dot com and type in 30 and still gaming you'll see the the sticker pop up um it's not necessary but donations are always welcome um we'd love to do this full time um but we do it every what about Thursday. that contest man what about that contest yeah and we're also doing a on my regular channel and you guys have been earning points in this uh podcast the whole time so basically uh you get lurker coins and when you get lurker coins what is this guy we're banning you buddy have a nice day um Lurker coins, one lurker coin every minute that you're in chat. Um, so right now you've gained 120, 130, 140 if you were here from the very start. Um, to enter the contest, it's 75 coins now to enter uh, into the Star Wars Battlefront hype giveaway. Uh, we're giving away these guys right here, uh, which is the Funko Pop uh, Star Wars figurines. I got a bunch of them to give away. Uh, the first time we're giving one away is not this Friday, not tomorrow. But the following Friday, next week, um, no one can buy purchase tickets or anything right now. Uh, you got to show up to my ch uh, into my stream on Friday um, and uh, start submitting your, your coins to, to win a character. All right? So uh, appreciate you guys coming all out. Yeah, you want to see Kylo Ren? Hold on one second, Big Mama. I'll get that for you. I know I'm teasing it with you. Here you go. You want that? You want that? Yeah, show up Friday. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and you're welcome back anytime as uh, anybody else that's always been on the show. You've been uh, very informative, and uh, I'd like... If you need some help with that sword run, give us a call, man. We'll go over with you. So... Oh, I might. That is, that's a crazy one. But, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, been great. Uh, and if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at... SV skill or Mr. Halo 2 skill. Yeah, it's right <laughs> yeah. it's right underneath his uh, his picture there. So just look at at Mr. Halo 2. And uh please uh, tune into his podcast on Sundays at 10:30 p.m. uh Eastern Standard Time. That's the uh, Sovereign uh 
the sovereign esports. esports, right? Yes, sir. I, and I, uh, I always forget we pretty much we cover a lot of the same things. Um, Lano comes in and gives us uh, a briefing about how his week of streaming went and some of the things that he foresees. But yeah, it's pretty much about the same thing, and we just kind of cut up. That's about it. All right, everyone. Have a good night, and uh, I start my uh, stream in about 40 minutes, uh, so you can come back right here and, uh, and check me out. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.